0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 113. And today we're here with David Cordell of Hybrid Racing. Yep. David, what's up, man? What's up? Thank you for being here, bro. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks to Zosh too. He's uh, he's the one that put in the plug. He's
1: he's a special dude.
0: Yeah, he is, (laughs) man. I like it. And I would have always loved to have you in here, but it's so hard to know people like if when they'll be in town or when we'll cross paths and it hasn't seemed like we've crossed paths much even this year right you know it always seems that maybe it's it's like at joey's me or at sema but it's always just you know a quick hi bye
2: hey how's everything going it's
1: it's uh i mean i've only been out to the west coast twice this is the second time this year so i was out here in may for eibach yeah other you know otherwise i'm Back home or on the East Coast. And
0: usually when people come out, they're just so busy, oh, you know? Yeah. so
1: Yeah, we have the whole team out there, and, you know, we've got a tight schedule, so it's yeah. tough.
0: So <coughs> I definitely appreciate you making the trip yeah. out here, and you no just problem. got here right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've been here a few hours, but we got in the car and came out this way. I, I didn't realize it was this far outside of L.A. Oh, really? Yeah, but... It's well, nice. I, I, I like pre- driving, so it's fine.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I appreciate you making it out yeah, here. Man. So for everybody listening, can you give us a quick breakdown of um, who you are and what you do?
1: Uh, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, you don't got to dive super deep into this. Yeah, no. This.
1: Uh, I'm David. I'm uh, part of hybrid racing. So we started in Louisiana. That's where we're based. Uh, we focus on, you know, K-Series uh, engine swaps and drivetrain-related performance stuff, Um. I handle all the sales, marketing, a lot of the media stuff. And that's it. Nice, dude. Yeah.
0: So how long have you been with Hybrid? Uh, since day one. No way. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, so we started September 2003. Wow. So, yep. That's so,
0: crazy, man. Yep. You know my earliest memory of Hybrid, and it could be a lot of other people's earliest memory, mm-hmm. is the uh, the YouTube video versus the oh, evo yeah the, the eg versus the evo
1: yeah i was in that car i was in the passenger of the eg no
0: shit yeah so that evo 22 pounds of boost it's stock bone stock car the evo
1: yeah is that how much they make stock i guess huh I okay yeah so it's so funny that's video is so old yeah we were i mean i was in high school you know i was that was the first k-swap car we ever did the first one i ever drove uh, that was Will's car. You know, our CEO. That was his car. That was his personal project. Yeah, yeah that's where it all started. And uh, yeah, the, the guy with the Evo was a friend of ours. You know, I went to school with him, and he always had Corvettes and Mustangs. And he showed up to our shop one day with his Evo, and you know, was talking shit. You know, and we were like, well, if you want to run this Civic, let's you know, let's go. And yeah, dude, he just we destroyed him. <laughs> And we, but we were conscious, we were like, okay, we're going to get them. We should probably bring bring some cameras with us. And there was a camera in each car. And we rolled out on the interstate, and, you know, that was it. That video was awesome. Yeah. Will and he took the footage and went back and edited it and put it together.
0: I think that that was like uh, one of the first automotive videos to go viral before viral.
1: Well, yeah, there was not even a YouTube. I don't even. (laughs) what's What's funny is it's like there's so many different versions of that video on YouTube now. And we. Have nothing to do with any of them. Yeah, you know, we, you know, like some have hundreds of thousands of views, and it's like we get nothing from it. You know, it's like. Whatever. So
0: was the original one with the uh, Guns N' Roses? Yes. On it?
1: it or Led Zeppelin? Yeah, or, or, yeah. Led I think Zeppelin. it
0: was Guns N' Roses. Um, what's Welcome to the Jungle? Something like that. I think so. Yeah.
1: What, dude? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. It's old. It's Ages. Old. Yeah. Is I mean, that like 2005? No, dude. That was like 04. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean. Yeah, it had to have been because I was in high school. I graduated in 04. Okay, and um, yeah, we were at the we were at our first official shop when we did that swap when it ran. Um, yeah, it had to have been probably mid 2004, something like that.
0: Nice. Yeah. So you're from Louisiana? Yep, born and raised. So let's talk about that a little bit. What was it? What was it like growing up out over there?
1: Um, it's it's nice. I mean, it's the South. You know, it's hot. Yeah. Fucking sticky and humid. And you got to deal with hurricanes and flooding and, you know, stuff like that. So otherwise good. Yeah. You know, um, I was born in a, a town called Covington. Okay. And it's, uh, like the suburb of uh, New Orleans. So it's North of New Orleans, North of the lake. Like how far? 30 miles. Oh, no way. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's where I was born, went to school there, grew up, you know, and went to high school there. And when we started hybrid, it was, you know, right, right there, you know, it's all in that little area and we got older and some of the guys went off to college. So we moved to Baton Rouge uh-huh. to go, you know, a lot of the guys went to LSU to the school, to college and yeah, that's it. That's so where we are.
0: So growing up, what kind of stuff were you into or was it always cars?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, Growing up, my dad was a super big gearhead. Mm-hmm. Always had classic cars like Camaros and Corvettes and Mustangs and old yeah. Chevy Bel Airs and stuff, man. I mean, it was that's really what got me just into cars, hands down, you know. Um, yeah, I think I've always just been into cars. I, <laughs> you know, I, I literally love cars. I love talking about cars and working on them and, you know, thinking about them and you know just everything about yeah. it you know it's just it's what i love to do um but up until you know i had a driver's license i skated skateboarded a lot when i was younger <laughs> no way yeah. dude you, i say that you, all the time you'd never tell but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
0: I say that like almost every car guy either skateboarded yeah. or did some kind of like quote unquote extreme yeah, sport
1: yeah 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 um Rode four wheelers a lot. You know, we lived, we had land and stuff, and like, you know, I'd always race four wheelers and ride dirt bikes when I could. Yeah. Um, when I got older, I played paintball a lot. Nice. So I built paintball guns randomly. Um,
0: Dude, paintballing was so fun, man. There was one time <laughs> when I was working uh, at Best Buy, and uh-huh. it was like Best Buy ended up being my second high school. Yeah. Because everybody that I hung out with, they all we all went to work together, so. We all coordinated, and yep. since we were in different departments, there mm-hmm. was a chance that we could have the same day off, yeah. or one person would open, but they would be off by one. So mm-hmm. we would be, "Hey, dude, you want a paintball?" So we had like a nice group, and um, there was this place out here in Oxnard where it was an ab- abandoned some kind of factory, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Dude, It was it, inside. D- well, it was a uh, it was an ab- abandoned factory, but it was mm-hmm. like falling apart, and it <laughs> looked like. Some Metal Gear Solid yeah, okay, kind of shit, okay, dude. Okay, okay, so that sounds cool. It was so awesome, dude. We would meet in the middle where it would probably be like the warehouse area. Right. There was an old table. Mm-hmm. We put all our bags there, and okay, you're on that team. You're on this. Okay, you guys walk this way. We'll walk this way, and in uh, just count two minutes, and then once two minutes hits, it's time to go, dude. <laughs> so fucking rad, bro. That was like some of the best times of my oh, life, man. dude. Yeah, but paintballing was awesome. Paintball,
1: man. yeah, paintball was fun it it yeah i mean
0: so growing up were you into um like hot rods and muscle cars like your dad
1: yeah i mean that's kind of really look uh, i uh growing up it was one of those things where I, my dad always had some kind of car right like it was either uh, you know like i said he bought a fox body you know yeah. when, when they were new you know in like 89 oh, <laughs> you know he had one and um, he had a a Porsche 944 and just random cars, uh, 55 Ford Fairlane and yeah. you know, 56 two door hardtop Chevy. Like, you know, so they would come and go and and uh, you know just seeing him mess with it and you know and I would go to car shows with him when I was you know a little kid and we'd no way draw- oh yeah like the um uh, man I don't even know what grade I was in it was probably like fourth grade yeah something like that fourth or fifth grade I was. He had a 56 Bel Air red and white two-door hardtop that uh, he restored, repainted it, you know, did all the interior, you know, had a small block Chevy in it. I mean, it wasn't like a hot rod, you know, but it was kind of just like a nice, you know, uh, two-door hardtop Chevy in uh, Bel Air. And yeah, man, we would cruise to the the, uh, milkshake place, you know, and like they had all the, you know, his buddies, they'd have car shows out there and it's like the first Friday of every month, you know, we, yeah. we would be kicking it out there all night long. And that was really the first, I think like memories that I have of, you know, cars and just that kind of stuff. So know? were
0: you into it or was he just oh, bringing you along?
1: No, dude, I was into it. Like every day he would come home from work and I'd be like, let's go for a ride uh-huh. like, every day. Yeah. And you know, he was, he was about that life, you know what I'm saying? And, and when I got older and, uh, he got rid of some of the the classic cars and he had a uh, what was it, it was a Camaro Mm -hmm. it was like a Camaro SS, it was like the first SS like in 97 when they came out and uh, yeah, we would he'd pick me up from school one day, we'd be on the way home and he'd be like, here stop and pour this all over the road, I'm like, like, what is this? Dude, we're out there. I'm on the, I'm like pouring bleach all over the highway. I'm not even joking. <laughs> no shit. Dude, he would roll up and we would just do a rolling smoky burnout all the way down our road. And I'm like, hell yeah. Dude, you know? that's so rad, yeah, dude. bro. He was, he was about that life. So so he used to pick you up from school
0: in the cars? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Full exhaust cam down. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, it's like the um, kids at school would give me shit for it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, we would you know be on the playground or whatever and you know there was uh <laughs> it wasn't his truck it was one of his buddies' truck but it was like a teal 55 ford pickup truck right yeah. i mean this thing was tubbed out i mean Hell yeah. giant you know 2 foot tires yeah. on the back of it big old blower sticking out Hell of the hood yeah. i mean it was chopping in the in the carpool lane you know just <laughs> 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 and I remember being like, are you serious? Like, is he's really picking me up in this thing? Dude, it was blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. blah. Just, just shaking the windows of the school. And, dude, we would just get in and rip ass. And, and what like, would the kids say? Dude, they would be like, I don't know. They would just... Lame. Yeah, they would just throw shade because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know... Because their dads uh, had minivans. Yeah, right, right, right. That's just, you know, that's how it was. Those kids are kids. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. That's, that's where it started.
0: Yeah, that was the same for me, man. It yeah. was just the... When I first got introduced to muscle cars I was like that's it that's <laughs> yeah. what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And then I ended
1: well, up I mean to me that's all I ever know that's all I knew, you know, and and I would have I would go to the bookstore and like just I would go to the books mm-hmm. and like you know, this was like before computers, you know, before you before none I had no friends that were into cars, right? Yeah. Like I mean it was literally just like me and just a a curiosity right if you were in and um yeah going to the bookstore and like we'd go on vacation uh and others like i'd bring books with me and it'd be like all these big car books of like the history of muscle cars and you know ferrari and like exotic you know all these old i don't know just anything i could get my hands on it was like wanting to know more and wanting to you know yeah, I yeah. Know. There's
0: nothing like it, dude. I remember at a, at a young age we used to go to uh, Hot August Nights. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. So Hot August Nights is in Reno, Nevada, and it happens every year. Okay. And it's basically like um, what what is it called? Um, Sturgis, I think, for the motorcycles. Sturgis, yeah. Pretty much something yeah, like yeah. that for uh, for yeah. hot rods. Okay, you know. So it's I think it's maybe two weeks in uh in reno nevada so the whole wow. city just becomes like the the 60s you know that's pretty um, rad yeah and it's so cool man we would go out wow. there and i would see all of these cars and you know with the blowers mm-hmm. and just whining and the, the tires and just i just fell in love man <laughs> so when i um when I was younger and I got my first car, I ended up getting a 1980 Camaro, okay. which was as close to a muscle car sure.
1: hey, <laughs> as I could get. Yeah. My first car was a Mustang. Oh, really? Yeah. What man. year was that? Uh, the, the Mustang was a 94 GT. Uh-huh. That was it. And this was like 2001. Is that
0: the hatchback one?
1: No. That was the first year of the uh, SN95 body style. So it was like, still had the five liter, but it was... I mean, it's like, you know, it was a 94 GT Coupe, so mm-hmm. it looks like the 97s, 98s. Got you, got they're you. They're ugly.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, man, there's a... I wanted a Fox Body so bad. Me too. Dude. I still want one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, now it's, now they're a little different because they're all terrible. They're yeah. They're all just, you know, it's like a worn out Tupperware container on the inside. But, no, yeah, back in the day, I mean, it was... And, you know, again, just being involved with my dad, and, and I didn't really know anything about cars, like, hands-on. Yeah. I didn't really, you know, because he, he did a lot of work, but he didn't do a lot of work, if that makes sense, right? Like, he didn't paint his cars, mm-hmm. and he didn't do the body work on them, you know? Like, we would tinker here and there, and, like, I, I feel like growing up, I... I uh I had like a vision of him being like this master mechanic, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh, this dude knows everything, and just like, pops. you know, yeah. I mean, like that was it. And now, you know, he texts me and asks me like brake pad questions about his Corvette. You know, I'm like, come on, Dad. They're always
0: the, <laughs> the, the the dad is the Superman, bro. Yeah, you know
1: that's that's how it was. And so when the when it was time for me to get a car, I was like, I need to get this Fox body. You yeah, know? like I need to get this Mustang, and. <laughs> I'd never driven a manual transmission before. I've never... Didn't know how, you know, but I knew this is what I wanted, right? And uh, I remember getting off the school bus and we would have to get the auto trader books, right? Like the for sale books when you flip through the ads yeah. and see what, you know, see what cars were listed in the books. And... Dude, every week I'd be like, "Whoa, this this is new. This is a new one. You know, like this is it. This is the price range. We need to go look at this one." <laughs> Dude, I would drag him everywhere. We d- we looked at probably four or five different cars, and uh, before we before I picked, well, I didn't pick it, but he did. But, yeah, um, yeah. But they, I mean, we drove some that was like a police interceptor, five liter, you know, LX notchback with, you know, a hot cam in it and all kinds of stuff and. Dude, we were ripping... It was in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, I remember going... We met the dude at a Wendy's and pulled out on the street and, dude, he was just laying into it. And I was like, this is awesome. And he's like, I'm not buying you this. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is too fast. Not yet. Mm-mm, nope, not today. And, uh, yeah, so I, I... But I ended up getting the newer one, like the the newer body style. Yeah. Uh, turns out it was a terrible car. Really? Terrible. Why is that? It just... It always broke. It was... The guy that had owned it uh, previous to us had put a carburetor on it, so he pulled all the EFI shit out of it, and, like, it had, <laughs> it had a different engine in it. What and, the hell? Yeah, it was... <sighs> For the time, it was, like, you know, it was the newer... It, it was a more expensive car than the Fox body, right? Because it was newer and stuff like that, but it definitely had its downsides. Like, it had been repainted, and the paint was... It didn't look bad, but it's like started flaking off you know like it was just it wasn't great never ran right and i didn't know how to fix it you know i didn't know anything about it uh it was the first car i learned how to drive stick on Mm -hmm. and it was carbureted and so i definitely almost died in the middle of intersections multiple times just flooding it out like trying to pump it up and just stalling it out in the middle of the intersections dude it was like the worst feeling ever (laughs) i would uh (laughs) I literally, I would, I'd have the car, had my license, took the school bus to school, yeah, because I couldn't drive it, I didn't know how, and uh, I would come home from school every day, and I'd get in it, and I would start it up, and I would drive it down my driveway and across the street, and drive it through the neighborhoods, just learning how to drive it, you know, yeah, because uh, it was super sketchy, <coughs> and um, yeah, but eventually, you know, worked out, and then I met guys that had civics. Yeah. Uh, that I went to school with and uh, raced a... like an EG Coupe. Uh-huh. My buddy ended up having one of those with a VTEC D-Series in it and he just destroyed me. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You know, what am I doing? Yeah. What is this thing? And uh, Yeah, so...
0: So that was your intro into the Honda world? Yeah,
1: kinda. I'd always liked... <laughs> it's funny. My first import car i think that i had a crush on right the one that i always wanted was uh an integra gsr got gotcha. you you know that was uh, i always wanted a white integra that was like the the car for mm-hmm. me you know and um i remember being so just amazed at what you could do to these cars right like you, you know you pick up the old sport compact car Books, you know, sport uh-huh. Park, and then, or like with the Nopi ads, and, got you. You know, they'd have like fifteen different front bumpers you can get, and yeah. all the side skirts and all the tail lights, and you know all these conversions. And it was just like, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, like coming from hot rods, it's like all these guys brag about doing all the shit by hand, right? And like, well, for for people that can't do that, you can buy it. Yeah. you know, and and you know the cars were cool, and they were you know Honda's to me always seemed like they were so advanced right like coming from you know fox bodies and old GM you know old muscle cars and stuff it just it seemed like they were the future yeah which sounds weird to say out loud but it's like they were so efficient you know they were built way better you know like they were they looked better they were lighter yeah. you know they was they had so many so many cool things about them but they were always scary because i was you know, I I grew up like oh, it's got a, you know, computer, right? Yeah. Or like you know, they were they were scary because um you know, I didn't know how to work on them, and neither did, you know, neither did my dad or, you know, we'd never you know, had any import cars like that in our lives, and so it was just like one of those things. I was like, whatever, I'm getting rid of this Mustang and I'm getting a Civic. So at what age was it that you uh that you
0: noticed this GSR and uh that Ooh. you were even looking at oh, like I Sport was, Compact magazine? Oh, dude,
1: that was I didn't have a car. I didn't have a driver's license then. That was uh, like probably ninety nine. Wow. Two thousand. I mean, the Integra was a new car. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was new, and um, yeah, it was just one of those things. I they were too expensive. Yeah. You know, like back in the day, you know, back when I could, when I was shopping for my car, I think I spent like four grand on that Mustang. You know, something like that, four or five grand, and. You couldn't get an Integra for four or five grand back then, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Yeah, I like I looked at an Eclipse GST, like a turbo, you know, um, second gen Eclipse, and so
0: this was all even before like Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, really? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I drove myself and my buddies to see Fast and Furious. Sick. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's uh. It, I always ask that because a lot of people their their passion started around yeah. Fast and yeah, Furious, yeah. yeah. And um, but even for me, I didn't even get into Hondas till about like 2007. You know, mm-hmm. anything before that, wow. it was just it was hot rod muscle car yeah. stuff. So I had that Camaro, and then after that, I got my Chevelle. Mm-hmm. I was uh, it was between my junior and senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. It was that summer I got the Chevelle. Yeah. So you're talking maybe like 2002 probably around yeah. there. Mm. And I still have that car to this day. That's sick. Yeah, I just brought it home from the shop maybe two weeks ago. What year of Chevelle? And, uh, it's a 69 Chevelle. 69 Chevelle, 383 stroker. That's nice. Uh, YN 177 single carb blower. Um, but instead of the carburetor, we switched to the uh, FI Tech, the mm-hmm. fuel injection mm-hmm. like carburetor style mm-hmm. thing. And it looks like it's carbureted yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's cool yeah but like it has that. like the injectors built uh-huh. in and a yeah. little computer and that's the stuff. way to do it oh yeah definitely man i'll never want to mess with carburetors <laughs> again dude it's, just, no. it's nonsense bro i could go yeah. to the chevelle right yeah. now prime it oh, start it up dying. and it's ready to go yeah. with no carburetor worries. i don't know what's gonna happen
1: right <laughs> yeah it's yeah I, I don't i mean i you know i can appreciate it in those guys that can tune those things by listening to it you know that kind of shit but
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, but that car, dude, I love it, man. But it's it's totally different from, say, like the M4. Now I seen that you have an M3, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I sold it last year.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. I um, I have an M4. Yep, and driving that car. Versus driving the Chevelle, it's like, dude, oh, I don't even want to drive
1: the Chevelle, bro. No, of course not.
0: In the BMW, I could yeah. drink tea while I'm driving oh, dude, and yeah. going 150.
1: Yeah, you can drift it with one finger, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, the M3s are, I liked mine a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue for me and one of the biggest, one of the reasons why I got rid of it is just I, I, I don't like the dual clutch. Really, I don't like it. No shit. Yeah. Why is that? It's just the the seven eighteen GTS I've got outside. It just reaffir- re, uh, reaffirms the fact that I don't like dual clutch transmissions. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't. I don't like them. Don't, I don't care if it's faster. You know, and when I was shopping uh, for my F eighty, it was one of the things I didn't want a six speed. Yeah, didn't want one. Had to be dual clutch, and. When I found, uh, I bought mine out of Dallas, you know, at the BMW dealer out there and drove it home and I loved it. It Mm -hmm. was awesome. Smooth, quiet, fast, comfortable, everything. Yeah. Um, But the more I drove it, the more I realized how, like, boring it was. Mm. You know? And...
0: So you want to be more a part of the driving experience?
1: Well, the, see the, the the way that, and this is just you know my own personal opinion, yeah. and, and um, I think that for me, if you're gonna if you're gonna own a sports car, then you do sports car shit with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. The M three is like a sports sedan. It's touted as like you can put a family in it. Yeah, you can put yeah, Put a car yeah. seat in it, which was you know a, a requirement for me. You know, my son's almost three, yeah. right? So, and and so I was like, well, you know, if I got to put him in it, you know, I, I got to have it's got to have four seats. You know, I got to be able to put a car seat in there. And but even when I had it, whenever I never drove it, mm-hmm. I never put him in it. You know, like we never went anywhere in it. We just took the pilot. You yeah. know, just, you know, like I would take my family. It, it. I don't. It seemed like the appeal was there for me. But after having it and, and driving with it and living with it, it didn't make sense. I would rather spend the money on like a Corvette, gotcha. or you know, or like a Porsche. Where it's just gonna be the toy, yeah. yeah. And you just you use it when you want to, and you you get more out of it that way, right? Than having a car that's compromised because the the M three is cramped. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a big dude, and, and like you know the front, me getting comfortable, like no one could sit behind me. So it's oh, like, got you. Got why you, got do you even you. have? why do you even have four doors if no one can you know and you know i don't know then what, you mod it and then what do you end up doing to it um, uh any mods down pipes uh exhaust springs wheels jb4 um that's pretty much the kit right yeah, there yeah <laughs> i mean that's full i mean it was full bolt on e85 yeah. you oh know. you went e85 as yeah. well uh-huh. nice um
0: did you notice any difference from it yeah oh yeah really oh yeah oh yeah,
1: shit. yeah yeah it was well i mean i say 85 it was uh the e30 mix so mm-hmm. it was like four gallons of e85 and 93 and on the jb4 the the e30 map or it's like gotcha map two or something yeah shit. yeah I yeah don't know. um dude it, it rock and rolled did you do um, a meth kit in it as well no mm. no nope i mean yeah that was pretty much it and then it was just like visual stuff like carbon lip and yeah 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 you know um
0: so what'd you end up getting after that
1: uh i got a lexus okay i got a big suv yeah yeah i thought uh that it would be cool to do like an overland uh gx 460 and then i bought the lexus and then realized that it was a terrible idea and so now i drive the fk8 so i have a civic type car
0: is that one that has the wrap all over
1: is Mm -hmm. that yours yeah oh cool Mm -hmm. so how do you like that car i love it yeah it's awesome, yeah. i mean, honestly and, and no bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's way better than the M3. Hmm. Okay. In w- in which ways? Every way. Um, and again, this is just me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This yeah. is my, my my opinion. Uh, it, it uh, it's more fun to drive. Um, you can't do drifty donuts in it. Yeah, but arguably. The M three, I was so scared to crash it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it didn't really matter. Um, it's just as fast. You know, I, I mean, especially with the mods on on the F K eight now. I mean, it's it's a serious serious car. Um, I've been yeah. debating it, dude. It's more fun on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a Honda. Yeah, I mean it's front wheel drive and. You know, you know. Again, a lot of people hate on front wheel drive. You know, it's it's. I love it. I love front wheel drive cars. I love driving them. You know, it's it suits my driving style, if you will. Got, right? you, got I, you. I like driving uh, a car that's got a bit of understeer. You know, and you know, you know, sliding your ass out and you know, drifting every turn, and you know, a car that that tends to oversteer a lot's too stressful. Yeah. <laughs> to you know, to me, I I like to be a little more controlled with it, but. Um. Yeah. Fk. Easy to fix. It's cheap. Yeah. It's half the price of a of an M3. Yeah. I mean. And the market for aftermarket parts just seems to be growing
0: and growing. It's a Honda. Yeah. Of
1: course. You know. And I mean, it's not to say that there's not a aftermarket for the M3. There is. Yeah. But if you want to spend seven thousand dollars on an exhaust, you know, you, yeah, you, you can. You know, it's just that's the kind of stuff that that kind of turned me off with the BMW stuff you know it's that
0: community is a lot different than the Honda community oh, as well for sure I went for I remember sure. when I first got it I went to a beamer fest mm-hmm. out here and mm-hmm. um there was probably like out of all the cars in the whole entire show there's probably like five to ten Max hoods popped and that's it everyone <laughs> yeah. was lowered I mean, yeah they're all stock carbon yeah, I mean, I mean, and wheels yeah, and it was just thing. like it's cool but there's definitely a limit of things that you can even do yeah
1: well i mean look and a lot of them you know a lot of those guys don't own those cars yeah you know and like i think that that's probably another turn off is just the depreciation yeah you know it's pretty sick um and service you know like that was a turn off you know and and just Not to say that, like, BMW dealership where I live is great. You know, they Mm -hmm. were always helpful. They're always friendly. You know, no problems. Even when my car was modded, they, like, you know, they didn't give me shit about it. You know, and, you know, they would do services and, you know, all the stuff like normal. You know, no problems. But um, it just... I was always worried. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're... you're like your one, you know, two, three, four pull from thirty thousand dollar motor replacement. <laughs> you don't you're, know what the hell is yeah. going to happen, especially in, in especially when I was on, uh, you know, running E thirty E eighty five mix. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if the quality's sketchy, I mean, you know, I I know it's got the sensors and stuff in the fuel system, but still, it's it was. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like a fling. You know, like you're you're cool. It's new and you know, and fun and I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I got my fix and I was over. Yeah, over yeah, yeah. That's that's usually how it goes. I don't I don't really get attached to cars.
0: Really? Nah. So yeah, I, f- I feel like that that will ge- generally happen with any car that you get, even if you do get your dream car. I mean, that happiness is only going to last for yeah. so long.
1: Yeah. Well, there's so many options. There are literally so many options. You can own so many different cars. They're all different. Yeah. They all have good things about them. You know, so why, you know, why not try them all?
0: So, what would be your dream car? No money, no problem. I don't know
1: if I have. I don't know if I have one. Really? Yeah. I mean, I like. I like all cars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's not true. I don't like Volkswagens. Really? Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't think there was any Volkswagen guys <laughs> yeah. listening. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably I would consider probably owning any car except a Volkswagen. <laughs> Just hard pass on that. Yeah.
0: Um it's cuz they use Torx, dude. You need to buy a whole new to- dude, tool set to what? work on it.
1: I, that's another thing, you know. That's what that's what they don't tell you with the M3s. You know, you got to have all these random ass yeah. screwdriver bits and Torx bits and you know.
0: That's yeah. Stupid. Well, my wife works at BMW, hmm. so that's nice. It uh, yeah makes it super easy. Yeah. Uh, knock on wood. I really don't care if anything happens to it because I'll just take it over there and they'll fix it. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, a huge attraction for me having that car. Yeah. But either way, I don't know what it is. I just I love
1: that car, man. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice car. And it, and look, I I I love BMW. Yeah. I'm I'm really picky, you know, about what cars. I, I would like to spend my own money on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you go out on a limb and you make a—I wouldn't call it an investment because yeah. you're not going to make any money. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not buying an M three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you know, um, you, you, it's got to be the right purchase. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The deal's got to be right in order to do it. Um, but yeah, just the cost of that shit is crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually in the market for something else now. Um, I'm looking at. The M5, hmm? but it's a nice car. But sure. to me, it just doesn't look as aggressive as like the M4 does. None of, none of them do. Yeah, it's it. It just looks like a regular five series.
1: Have you seen the spy shots to the new M3 or M4? I have. It's terrible looking.
0: I I've just seen like the grill. Yeah, yeah. And it is a lot larger Dude, than usual. It's like
1: uh, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, it's got like huge slat grills. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. To see it, you uh, know? It's going to be a badass car. I hope so. No doubt. I hope It's going to so. be crazy fast, crazy nice, amazing car to drive, you know. But there's always, you can never have everything. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, it's so amazing. Oh, it's, you know, it's the the nicest interior. Oh, it's got 600 horsepower or all yeah. this. But it's like, but it's fucking ugly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then another thing with the M5 is uh, I have a buddy who he's able to, like, do something with the the stock computer mm-hmm. and get it to like 900 with just simple bolt-ons yeah that's not like, surprising dude imagine Stupid. just having a daily four-door car uh, 900 horsepower yeah yeah that's, i'll die yeah. <laughs> i'll definitely end up dying well, somehow you
1: know it, and it's one of those things that it took uh it, it it was pretty obvious like you know shortly after i got the m3 and i got comfortable driving it that i realized that is way too fucking fast. <laughs> yeah. It's way faster than it ever should be. Yeah. On any public road. You know, like, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. I, I mean, when, after I, after I retuned the car with the E30 uh-huh. mix on it, I remember tr- driving home and just rolling on it. And, you know, we, I live in a, it's a pretty, uh, it's a, my neighborhood is relatively small, but there's lots of like straight side streets, yeah. you know, kind of, and uh, it's out in the country. And dude, you know the roads aren't great, and it's just like I'm hauling ass, you know, rolling on it third, and I'm in fourth gear. Hit a bump, and the whole back end of the car comes out. Dude, I'm doing like 80 miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, it was like full lock sideways. Saved it. I put everything back on and drove home at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> Oh, 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 dude, like, (laughs) full stop, pulled it into the garage, turned it off, and, like, didn't drive it for a week. I was like, I could have wrapped it around a pole. Like, it was that easy, you know? Um, And it's just that's how much power and torque those things make. I think any M owner
0: knows that when you take traction control all the way off, you better be prepared dude, for what's sh- going to happen. It gets real. It does, it- dude. Because I can take traction control all the way off on the M4, baby it out of first, and still, just second, the car's uh, gone. Oh. It's just sideways. It's- and if you're not used to that kind of power, yeah. like uh, coming from muscle cars, yeah. you'll kill yourself it's, easily.
1: It's, dude, it's just, and I mean, the in the way that the, the differential works, like it's just, it'll lock and unlock itself, and you, know, and you can kind of h- hang the ass out, you know, and just slide it around it was so smooth and controllable it's really really nice car to drive but for me i think what killed it was just the transmission i just didn't like i don't like in 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 part of it's probably me just i like to control the way the car Uh moves and you know uh and i sit in a lot of traffic yeah and so it gets really clunky you know if you're in stop and go traffic it wants it, like, will short-shift into second sometimes, or, like, you'll come slow down, it'll downshift into first, and it's just jerky and shit. Yeah. Nah. I don't
0: know. Now now you talking about how much power it makes. Do you think um, that there should be a different type of license or requirement to buy a car <laughs> over 500 horsepower? <laughs> uh,
1: no. <laughs> not necessarily. I, I think, you know... It, because you got to have a different license to drive a bus. Hey man, <laughs> if you have I guess enough money then anything's possible, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter if you're, you know, what you're driving. But I will say uh, the C7 Z06 mm-hmm. uh I don't it's amazing how fast those cars are. Bone stock and how many like old dudes just roll off the showroom floor, right, and just roll them around town. And probably will probably shit their pants every time they floor it. You know, I, I, it's just insane how fast they are. Yeah. You know, and it's just anybody can walk in and just lay the hammer down and just walk out with one. Um, I don't know. Fuck. I guess that you're right. <laughs> you know, if you want to be a hoon, you can do it. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if you have the money to do it, why not? You know? I think that that is super dangerous, man. There <laughs> well, are so dude, many
0: people out it, there. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, well, look at mustangs
0: yeah and people make fun of people with mustangs but all that means is that car has so much power and these people can't control it yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it and i don't know man i i mean be, me being a car guy i think that it would be cool to have different levels so it'd be something to brag about you know i have a, a class a license <laughs> so i'm allowed to have a car that has 800 horsepower yeah not just i have a good job <laughs> right. now, now i could go buy a
1: demon hey man that's that's the <laughs> American way man <laughs> you don't have to make it to make it you i'm know thinking I'm of like a commie right now dude.
0: <laughs> but um that's one thing that that's kind of been uh attracting me lately is those new domestics man that that whole style of car is just so fucking cool. Yeah. But the only thing that turns me off is you can have, um, and maybe it's just because of me that I'm not that knowledgeable about it, but you could have a Challenger and you can have like a, a Hellcat or a Demon, mm-hmm. and there's not that much difference oh, yeah. from the outside of it. Yeah. Which that's what bothers hey, me. Hey,
1: I, look, I, I shopped a, a long time before I decided to get the F80. Yeah. And the Shelby GT350 was next in line. You know, it was literally the number two car. And it was like uh, you read so much about it and, you know, you hear all these great things about how well it drives and it revs to the moon and, you know, it's yeah. got all this stuff. And uh, I drove one and I was like, fuck, this is awesome. But, man, it sucks in here. You know, like it's the same shit as the rental car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Granted, it's got nicer seats and a nicer steering wheel. Sure. But, I mean, it's it's the same stuff. I mean, there's, I mean it's not the same. Yeah. You know, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, definitely. Like it's it's built um with a lot of the same parts. Right? Yeah, and, You know, and so again, that goes back to that, you know, for me, if if I want a toy, right, because that's really what these cars yeah, are, yeah. toys. I want something that's purpose built, mm-hmm. right? Like the Corvette. Yeah. Corvette's nothing else, it's it's a Corvette, right? Mm-hmm. Arguably the base model Corvettes are still great cars. You know, for what you pay and what you get, they're great. You know, uh, they're fast and fun, and you know things like that. That granted, they just get more insane, you know, as you go up in trim levels and stuff. But um, none of those none of those cars are made like for enterprise. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Or they're none of them are made for you know first drivers that want you know something that looks cool. I mean, I guess that maybe they are. I don't know, but yeah. it, to me the appeal is different. I wanted something that's made to be a sports car definitely you know not something that's turned into one and it's it's kind of what the civic type r is you know so it's kind of like i'm gonna eat my words there but um i don't know
0: so what do you think about the the c8 corvette
1: i don't know not doing it for you i haven't i mean i've never seen one in person yeah i mean i've seen the specs of course you know you I don't really like the way they look. Really, no. the front or the back or the whole thing—it's just the whole thing. I think it's—they're too long, and you know—and the rear overhang is huge. It's you know, the interior looks funny. They may be really amazing cars, and I guess the same thing could be said. Was whenever the regular Stingray came out, right? Yeah. And, you know, a few years ago, the base model one. You're like, oh, like, oh, that's cool, but they just got cooler from there. So I'll reserve my opinion until I see like the cool one. But yeah, the I don't know. I'm not. I would rather have a nine eleven.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a nice one too. Yeah. Definitely. I'm waiting for SEMA. That's my uh that's one of my goals is to go check out the C eight Corvette and mm. hopefully somebody did something cool to it.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't think about that. I guess there will be some Yeah. I mean shit. There gotta be some Corvettes there. What about the uh the Supra? What's your thought on that one? Uh, you know, I I I didn't like the Supra, mm-hmm. but i I really like it now. I don't really? Know. Yeah. Like I've I've grown to like it. I mean, I don't know. Being a a, a BMW owner, right? Like I can appreciate that yeah. it's made by BMW. I think it makes it a better car. Oh hell yeah! You know,
0: I think people are talking down on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: they say it's like, oh, well, it's just a BMW. I'm like yeah, well, it's the fucking good thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. like look at a Camry. You know, I would never. You know, <laughs> fuck that you know but it's like the the you know the uh the FRS right uh-huh. like the FRS is not built by toyota yeah you know? I mean some of it is sure but the bones of it's a Subaru yeah you know and I don't know I'm not I'm not mad at it no like, definitely I, I like the supras I think that they're cool I think they look cool I think they sound good I mean yeah they don't offer a manual so the purist inside of me like I say like that sucks yeah that they don't have a manual but I mean those ZF transmissions are fast. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, and they don't break. So I guess you can't really go wrong. But I mean they're expensive. So I think if there's any caveat to that, it's is it worth sixty grand? I don't know. Probably not. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you I, have one, they're
0: cool. <laughs> I've seen one in person. It's it's okay. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I really don't like that car. But like you said about the Corvette, I'm I'm saving my final yeah. for SEMA because once I go there, oh, I want to see what everybody did. <laughs> but i'm this, i'm just afraid it's going to be what the frs was maybe like 5 years ago
1: 4 years ago yeah well they're like three times as expensive so i don't think it'll be quite that bad <laughs> yeah. but you know i, I don't know we'll and, and i think that i don't think they're selling a whole lot of them people are being stupid with markups and you know at 50 grand it's probably a pretty solid car for 50,000 bucks you know, you tack on 60, 70. Some people paying eighty or even more for Fuck. for you know dealer markups. Yeah, with the launch editions and shit, it's like no, no thanks.
0: Now, how about for your Type R? Did you uh, did you have to pay any markups on it? No,
1: really, nope, sick, dude. Yeah, we got it. Uh, it was the first uh, first car that the dealership got, mm-hmm. very first one. That um, no, we paid sticker for it. Nice, you know they. It showed up on the truck on Tuesday. The dealer uh, texted me the picture of it on the trailer. He's, you know, he said if you want it, you you have until Friday yeah. to come get it. And so we went the next day to get it, and um, we didn't get to pick the color or anything. You know, it's just it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think it's worth. I think we paid like thirty four okay. seven for it or something. Like. I mean, yeah. whatever the sticker was in twenty seventeen, because it's an early model. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Worth every penny.
0: No regrets on it none, at all. None at all. So, so if there is anything that you have to say that there's a downfall for it, what would you say?
1: Uh, it's just nitpicky shit. Um, the electronic parking brakes stupid. Mm-hmm. The climate control sucks. The navigation sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, the stereo sucks. Does it have Apple CarPlay? Yes. Okay. Cool. So cool, it cool. doesn't. <laughs> so yeah, I've never used the factory navigation because so, it just has CarPlay and it's like the 718 outside doesn't have carplay oh no way so 2019 oh shit I, dude let down but anyway yeah it's got carplay i mean it's hard it's it's hard to find a fault with the civic for the money yeah you know definitely it, it really is and and you know i'm probably being biased because i love hondas and that's my jam yeah you know that's my thing I, i'm I'll always own Hondas. I'll always mod them. I love them. I'll teach my son how to do it. You know, like, that's it. Uh, but you just got to take it for, you know, for what it is, right? It's it's not as nice as an M3 or M4. Yeah, definitely. It's not built as well because the interior panels fucking squeak and rattle and, you know, like the fit and finish is not that great. Mm-hmm. But you didn't pay $80,000 for it. Yeah, You know? Um, and if something breaks, it's, you know, you're not going to like have to pull out a second mortgage to fix it. Right. Or lose, you know, all the money that you've got in it. Um, so, that, so what are some kind of mods that you've done to it? The civic? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, flash pro, uh, Honda Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, downpipe, uh, exhaust, uh, intake, intercooler, um, uh, stage two pure turbos turbo, turbo, okay upgrade sick. Um, that's it performance wise. Yeah, uh, I've done APG uh, forged uh, front brakes, so two piece rotors, uh, Titan seven wheels, iBox springs and sway bars. Um, those Titan sevens, bro. That's It
0: those are tight wheels. dude. Yeah. I like those.
1: They're man. nice. Yeah, yeah, they're. Um, I mean, they're nice for the. You know, for the money and you know the way they look, they're a bitch to clean. Oh really? Oh my god! Yeah, they suck. Um, the brakes, the 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 pads that I have on the car now dust a lot. Stock brakes, mm-hmm. the stock Brembo pads, dust like crazy. So I mean, you're you're in there, you know, cleaning them yeah. off every every other day if it bothers you. But,
0: so, so what about the um the turbo upgrade? Did you notice a lot of power increase in that?
1: Not necessarily power. The problem with the FKs is they're still so new. In the development of, you know, direct injection and stuff like that, and the the fuel system's really the limit, right? Gotcha. It's the ceiling. Gotcha. You're not really going to make, uh, you know, crazy, crazy power without upgrading the fuel system. And right now, the only the options you have are super expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, run a port injection, which you have to have the computer to control it, which is really only MoTeC yeah. or Cyvex or something. Oh, okay. I mean, gotcha, it's gotcha. five six seven thousand dollars dollars for an ECU, right? And, yeah. and it's just it just becomes too much um but the 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 turbo you know spools faster holds boost longer so you can you know it'll hold boost to redline it's not mm. going to do anything weird and um, it makes more power on stock boost on the stock boost level than like a full bolt on a car would with increasing the boost mm. so uh it makes about 400 horsepower nice. so i mean
0: you know you know that's not is. bad dude
1: yeah, I mean hundred horsepower over stock. Um, wow! You know, I mean it, it. The cars aren't slow to begin with. You know, they're they're impressive in stock form, but yeah, when you when you up the power and you up the torque, they become pretty dumb. You're so, talking
0: me into it, <laughs> dude.
1: I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a car salesman, but if you like driving cars, especially a Honda, and I think that one of the things. One of the biggest uh, comments that I get from people that drive the car or ride in the car, they say it doesn't feel like a Honda. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't uh-huh. drive like a Honda. It doesn't drive like the cars you think, you know. Have you ever driven one? No. Oh, man. It's <clears throat> it's more engaging than the M4. Uh uh-huh. um, Definitely. I'm going to have to try one out for sure, dude. Drive a modded one. Yeah. Stock ones are kind of tame. If you know somebody that's got a modded one that'll let you rip on it, pff, dude, it's awesome. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. They're man. really cool. I mean, it, they don't sound particularly that great. Mm-hmm. It's just the motors are funny. But what, what exhaust do you have on it? Uh, HKS. Okay, the, the Legamax. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. So it sounds it sounds good. The, the Catless downpipe kind of makes it a little raspy and kind of I don't want to say farty, but like. It don't sound like a K-series. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it doesn't sound like a K-24. Uh, it's got its own kind of weird hum to it. Um, yeah. You just have to hear it. But So let's backtrack yeah. a little bit. When did you get your
0: first Honda and what was it?
1: So I traded. Uh, it kind of ties into the story of hybrid, honestly. Um, the Mustang I had in high school was terrible and it always broke. And I could never fix it. So I met a guy in one of my classes that was always reading Honda tuning Mm -hmm. and like sport compact car and modified magazine and like all that stuff. And so, you know, we just started talking and we started, you know, we became pretty good friends. Turns out he had a white Integra. And I was like, dude, you know, like I love Integras; They're so awesome. You know, whatever. Um you know, let's hang out, you know, yeah. like, cause I, you know, I didn't, I literally, none of my friends were into cars, you know, and, and, uh, I was just kind of doing it on my own. Right. And so I, you know, met these two brothers and they shared an Integra and they were, you know, fucking putting nitrous on it and, you know, racing everybody. And I was like, dude, like, this is cool. Um, so I was just hanging out with them, you know, and, uh, you know, their, their family had money. So like, it didn't really matter. Uh, and, my Mustang was broke, of course. Like it wouldn't start. The distributor went, was, <laughs> the rotor or something was broken inside of it, or I don't, or no, it was like the 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 brass like gear on the bottom of the distributor <laughs> broke off of it somehow. Oh shit! And I didn't have a car uh, for for a while while I was you know trying to get that fixed. And he was like, "Yeah, it's like just take the Integra, you can drive it around."
0: Like, and this is the one that you wanted.
1: Yeah, dude. And and, and so at the time it was. Um, it was an LS Integra with a VTEC head, and you know, I mean, it was it was fully gutted, like Corbu bucket seats in it. I mean, it was dude for 2001, mm-hmm. something like dude. I mean, it was rocking. It was a fast. It was fast, what I considered fast, right? You know, LS VTEC or uh, yeah, B20 VTEC. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. it was serious, and. Um, so I started driving that around and hung out with those guys more. And uh, through through him, you know, they didn't really work on their own cars. They were just kind of involved in it. They would get this other guy to do it. So I was just hanging out with them. And um, we ended up going to the storage unit one night where his the Integra was getting worked on. They were, so it's you know, the guy was putting a new clutch in it or something for him. Um, cause they had roasted the other one spraying nitrous on it or something yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. Um, so we rolled up to this, to the storage unit and just right down the street from my high school. I mean, like two minutes away and, uh, you pull through the gate and like, it's like you got this access code, you know, where late at night you're going to the storage unit, you turn around the, turn the corner and there's like four civic hatchbacks and you know, another Integra and a DA Integra <laughs> and like you know, two garage door bays opened up with like cars and parts and shit stacked up. And I was like, what is this place? Like, this is awesome. Sick. And I'm from a really small town, man, you know? And it's like, nobody's, nobody does car stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's so rare to find somebody that is into the same stuff that, that yeah. we are where we live. Um, I guess that's a, that's a tangent. We'll, we can talk about that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, so I met the guy that was doing a lot of the work and um, his name was will, okay And you know he was hustling and bustling, you know pulling transmissions out and doing engine swaps in a day and he was, you know selling parts and I mean dude, he was just grinding. Um, so you know I, I linked up with him and I'm like, look, I want a, I want a Honda. Like you are the guy, you know, help me get a Honda. help mm-hmm. me you know and he had an electron blue. EG hatchback on like Fat 5 GSRs with a B16 you know swap and I mean it was dude it was so nice it was like I loved it and I'm like sell me your car mm-hmm. you know I want it I want the blue EG and he was like okay yeah I'll sell it to you for 7 grand but I'm keeping the wheels and I'm keeping <laughs> you know like I'm, you know he smelled he smelled the blood in the water you know what I mean and I was like fuck man I was like no I don't I, you know I don't have that I was like well, how much can I just for the car, you know, yeah. like just the car and the motor. That's all I care about. I don't care about anything else. And uh, he still wanted way too much money for yeah. it. So I was like, fuck, okay, whatever. Well, he was like, well, sell your Mustang and then come back. You know, mm-hmm. like come come holler at me when you have some money. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, probably like a month later, sold my Mustang and uh, hit him up. And I'm like, hey, I want an EG patch, you know, find me one. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got one. I, I know a buddy, I'll, I'll go buy it, and I'll sell it to you, no problem. And it was a teal, it was like a teal green EG, you know, DX automatic. Yeah. You know, nice car. Uh, It had been, you know, front end was wrecked, so the whole front end was primered, and you know, it was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I had like, I don't know, probably paid the three grand for it, or something like that. And uh, so we just you know, became friends kind of this whole transaction, uh, cause I was going to him for motors, you know, like he was the guy, you know, that I could get a motor from and he was the guy that could help me, you know, put the B 16 in it or whatever. And, um, yeah, we just, that kind of grew our relationship and, you know, it's, it's a, f- a funny story because he's the owner of hybrid. He's, yeah. he, you know, he, he, we started hybrid together, um, kind of from that, Wow love you know that just kind of like relationship that we have with each other and uh yeah ever since ever since that day we've worked together from then till today what was your guys's uh age difference he's a few years older than i am i think he's maybe uh i'll be 34 f- on friday oh shit um, happy early birthday thank man you. hell yeah um i think he's like 36 okay he's a couple years older. He was out of high school, like he was going to college and stuff, and I was still in high school, so we were just a couple of years you apart. You guys never crossed paths? No, because we didn't go to the same high school. Got you, okay. He went He went to another school, like out of state, and so it was just kind of just kind of random that we linked up, yeah. you know, in that way. And yeah, we've been rolling together ever since, man. Is the air too high for you? No. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, because
0: some people, once we get off, they're like, dude, it's so cold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, dude, it was in the '40s when I left Louisiana. This really, morning. oh yeah, and yeah. It- I mean, I'm good. And I've been dri- driving that car with the top down. So I feel like I'm fucking sunburnt. you know? <laughs>
0: good, good, man. Yeah, I always complain about, like, oh, dude, it's so cold out. No. And I say, it's like, yeah, it's like 60 degrees, it's so cold. And people are like, 60 degrees? What the hell? That's summer for us. Nah. So, yeah, but I'm in California. I'm yeah. spoiled, dude. Yeah, no, you so, guys got all the nice water. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you end up meeting Will. So what was your idea of him at, at first? Was he the Honda
1: guy to go to in your area? To, I mean, to me, yeah. You know, and, and he he had other guys that were buddies, you know, of his that were trained mechanics. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never have any formal training, literally, of anything. Yeah. You know, I have no college degree in anything, no certifications, no qualifications. Yeah. Other than the passion, right? Same um, here. Uh, and, same, you know, same thing for him. I think, you know, at the time, he was he he knew enough to make money doing it you yeah. know like uh he quit his job you know working at advanced auto parts or mm-hmm. something um realizing that he could like h- do work like that you know and hustle to to make more money and yeah. to do things that he liked to do um which was you know mod cars and you know do that kind of shit and um yeah, for me, he was the guy. Got gotcha. you. To, to me, yeah, there were some other guys that were doing more advanced stuff uh, than him back then, you know. But so, what do you think it was that that made him uh, befriend
0: you, or you know, take you under his wing? Mm,
1: I think. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, if anything, he saw an opportunity right gotcha he either saw me as uh a way for him to make money or uh, you know a, a way f- to get help mm-hmm. you know because really how how it worked out is you know i went went to uh after i bought the car the civic um you know we would talk back and forth uh, fucking on aol instant messenger yeah right? we would sit at home and like chat on our computers Fuck. and <laughs> <laughs> those were the good old days <laughs> dude
0: <laughs> Shout out to Raul. Raul and I used to chat dude, all the time, like girls. Dude, AIM.
1: Aim. Yep. Aim is where it's at, man. Connecting people. Yep. Um, yeah, dude, we would just we would like chit chat on AIM like all the time. He would always have he would always be up like on the computer. And like, you know, we would talk back and forth about this and that. And and one day he hit me up and he's like, Hey, uh, do you have a truck? I'm like, I don't have a truck, but my dad's got a truck, you know? And uh he was like, Cool, like we need to borrow it. I was like, oh well, okay, well, I mean, he's probably not going to let you borrow the truck, but like, I can probably borrow it <laughs> yeah. if you need my help, you know? And he's like, cool, like, go here, like, you know, in an hour, like, we need your help. I was like, cool. So I got the truck, went out there, and it's like in the middle of a barn, in the middle of a field somewhere, and uh, they've got like six engines on pallets, like in the middle of this field. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are all this, <laughs> what is going on out here? And, um... You know, he was like, oh, he's like, well, we got the, I, I made a deal with this guy and bought all these engines, but we only had one truck. So we need like, we need help moving the engines to the shop. And this is the only place the truck would drop the engines off or whatever. I was like, what right. the hell? Like, Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, it was like on the side of like a barn somewhere, but like, I, I don't know, a guy, a guy he knew, I don't know. So and yeah, we lifted all these engines and put them in the back of the trucks and drove it, uh, drove it to the storage unit. And it was the, that ended up being Hybrid's very first store, very Got first you. shop. Okay. And uh, in Mandeville. And, yeah, we unloaded the engines, and there were, like, two K20A engines, uh, you know, B16, LS motor, G- JDM GSR motor. Wow. So, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was, that, that's the first time I'd ever seen a K20A, um, and he had two of them. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn, like. You know, back then, dude, those engines were like eight grand. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. It was super expensive back then. They were, I mean, it's a brand new engine, mm-hmm. um, and that was probably two thousand two, two thousand. No, it's probably two thousand three. Yeah, um, yeah, because all that stuff was new, and yeah, that was like that was the first. Those were the first things that we brought into, uh, the shop, and you know we were going back and forth, talking, you know, on, on instant messenger about. You know, we were gonna. He wanted to start a shop. Uh I'm like, cool. Like, you know, what's what? You know, what what would you name it? You know, what what are you thinking? And um, yeah, we were just going back and forth. And I suggested hybrid performance. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, that's cool because, like, you know, we're taking engines and we're doing engine swaps and, like, you know, we're taking parts from other cars and putting them on street cars and, like, they're race cars and it's like, you know, a mix of the two and all this stuff. And he was like, that's it, hybrid racing. Nice. That was it. That was it. Uh, name created over AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> Hell yeah,
0: dude. So it was just you two?
1: Yeah, so uh, there were there were a few other guys involved uh, in the early stages. Um, I was just the help. Gotcha. You know, I didn't have any money at the time to put into anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was in school and I was blessed to have a family that supported me mm-hmm. and said, like, you don't have to get a normal job as long as, like, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, like, I consider myself really lucky to have that, you know, because they, they supported the uh, they supported my passion, right? Yeah. And they were supportive of me not wanting to go to college, you know, because, like, when I got out of school, I was like, fuck it. Went to school for a year, and I'm like, sit, you know, would sit in the class and be like, there are so many more things I could be doing. Yep better than just sitting in here, listening to this shit and listening to the other people in the room that didn't care. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm done. Um, yeah, went and never went back and just focused my time, you know, at the shop. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's it. So it started in what? 2004. Yeah. So the LLC started in 2003. Okay. September of three. Um, that was like official business, you know, doors open. Um, for a while, we did like just general shit. I mean, anything that we could do that would make money. And honestly, I worked f- I worked for probably a year or maybe two years. And never made a dollar. Never got paid. Hmm. Um, I just wanted to do it. Just wanted to be there, you know. Um, so what were you doing for money? I had parents. Got you. You know, and, and look, I lived at home. I was young. Uh, I didn't really have any bills. I didn't have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't have you know, like it was car insurance, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really the only thing like my parents helped me out with was like gas and car insurance you know what I mean? And um again, they were always kinda like, Well, like, you know, you kinda need to get a job or you know, or like, you know, are they paying you yet? You know, like one of those things. I'm like I'm like, Yeah, yeah, no, 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 like it's 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 all good, you know, it's (laughs) you know, it was it was one of those things and I mean they knew, I think that they knew enough to just say, like, okay, like... Had they have met Will before? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a long story. He lived with us, he lived with me at, for a while. Gotcha. You. Um, you know, he was, you know, in and out of places where he was living, and he, like he lived at the shop for a while, and, you know, he... He had a lot of stuff going on, in that he focused uh, on the business. You know? So, would
0: you say that your your parents uh, they they recognized his character and thought that you were in good hands? Um,
1: no, probably not. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not going to speak for him, but yeah, I would say that uh, for a while they probably thought I was getting it, taken advantage of. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Definitely, uh, just because. You know, I was I was up every day. You know, every day after school, I was over there. I mean, dude, I, look, I was so desperate to go over there and, and help out. I literally knew nothing, right? I, I I had just bought the Civic, knew nothing about it. Knew, I didn't know how to work on it, let alone do any engine swaps or change oil or any of this stuff. And there was no one to learn from, right? I had no experience. So for me my way in to learn was just to be there. Yeah. Just to be there and be involved in any way, right? Uh, because there would be guys that would come over and hang out and, like, you know, the guys at the shop would be like, fuck out of here, you know? Like, what are you doing? You're just sitting around, you know? Yeah. Like, you, we don't need you here. Leave. Um, But I felt, I felt privileged, like, I could go over there and chill and hang out and, like, because I would genuinely go in and be like, cool, what can I do to help, Yeah, right? Like, I can't work on cars. I can't do anything, but... I can sweep the floor. Yeah. You know, like, um, and one of the early things is like, I, I remember going in there after school and they were, you know, all the, 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 the three guys and, you know, that were involved in the shop were, you know, doing stuff or whatever. And I'm like, you got anything for me to do? And, uh, Will was like, yeah, uh, I've got this bucket. I've got this bucket of bolts, sort this bucket of bolts. For me. <laughs> I was like, Oh Fuck. shit for real okay sat down and just like oh this is a 10 mil boop this is a ten, this you know like yeah, just yeah, yeah. sort them out man and i didn't give him shit any shit for it you know i was like cool i'm here if i can be helpful i'll do it hell yeah you know and, and, and i don't care um and then it you know that kind of that kind of spiraled into like well what are other things that you can do or what else can i do uh i learned how to do wiring mm-hmm. you know that's a weird passion that i have i really like you know building harnesses and wiring cars and doing things like that it's uh i've been doing it literally since then so for you know 16 17 years now it's been a long time and uh first time i ever picked up a soldering iron you know i was there making conversion harnesses yeah. and um you know so i did that for a while i made handmade a lot of the wire harnesses that hybrid made uh, and sold and it just kind of just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. There's
0: you know? something weird about wiring do where it's like, if you know how to do it, there's, there's like a, a, a weird passion to it.
1: Yeah. I, I like, uh, I, I don't like making like harnesses for other people. Yeah. No, I no, know. <laughs> I do my own thing. Yeah, and That's yeah, it. Yeah. Like, but, like, for my own cars and, like, my own projects and stuff, like, I'm real meticulous about it and, like, yeah. real picky about, you know, all that stuff and how it works. It's it's something I like to do. Yeah. You know? When
0: uh, when I worked at Best Buy with Raul, um, we would do a lot of alarms. And mm-hmm. one thing that we would try to do is hide the wires as much as yeah. possible so yeah. you wouldn't even know that the car had an right. alarm in right. there. So when I put an alarm in the right-hand drive, I had, a, like, an extra wiring harness so i was cutting the wires as long as i could yeah and then i would go to the brain of the alarm and and at like an inch from the clip i would wire or i would uh, solder on the same color sure as the power yeah. or ignition or whatever right and then you hook it up to the harness and you wouldn't even be able yeah. to tell
1: yeah it's it's just it's things like that you know like when you get into wiring you just gotta you gotta care and if you don't know how to do it, like, you got to figure it out, right? Because you yeah. can't just, like, hack shit together. I don't know. I so, mean, people do it. So when
0: did it change from uh, just working on cars to, like, a product manufacturer?
2: Yeah. It,
1: so it was a funny transition. It was one of – I mean, it, well, first of all, when we started the shop, Will always had the he, – he had the the idea to, to put uh, a K20A in his car. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it, he had a really nice – uh, like gunmetal. It was like a Lexus IS three hundred gray. Eg, the one in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, he he all he had the idea of putting that motor in it. You know, and and this was back when you know Honda Tech was the go to place. Mm-hmm. You know, if you needed to know anybody or if you needed any info, you go to Honda Tech. You don't go. You know that was it. Um, and so. Yeah, he just he wanted to do it, wanted to figure out how to do it. Bought the engine, and you know, pulled the other engine out of his car, and uh, we prepared the chassis. And there was there was a guy on Honda Tech that was doing or that had done a swap, right? There was one guy, and he was out here in California somewhere, um, and he handmade his own engine mounts and had made his engine, you know, conversion harness or whatever and it was a K twenty A type R motor running on the stock computer with, you know, all that kind of jazz going on. But it was all handmade. You know, it was all custom stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Will linked up with that guy and they worked out some kind of deal. Uh and and you know, he sent us some engine mounts for the car and, you know, we put the motor in and uh we ended up going through the harness and, you know, figuring out how to, how it all works and handmade the harness for it and everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was that, it was kind of like that that time where we were taking it one step at a time, like, you know, figuring out how to do the fuel lines. And then once everything was, you know, done, then we were working on getting it started. And, like, because we, we could get it to crank, but it, like, really ran really funny. Gotcha. And, you know, it was just, like, shit, that's, you can, you know, one click on, on the computer now and get, you know, <laughs> I mean, it took us weeks to figure out, you know, yeah. and weeks to do. Um, and it was kind of, it was then after the car ran, I remember the first night it ran, it was like three in the morning. We had been up all night f- trying to figure out how to get the car to start and it would, you know, misfire and it would just run weird. And so we figured it all out. And then finally, we uh, had no hood, n- uh, no exhaust. And we're, <laughs> you know, we're open header. Oh, shit. Dude, we're out on the, on the highway in front of the shop. And it's just, bah, bah, like, I mean, you could hear it from a mile and a half away. Yeah. That's how loud it was. Dude, it was screaming. And it was after that... Um, and I think some stuff that was going on in Honda Tech about the car and, you know, people seeing it, yeah. you know, and seeing that it was possible. And, you know, the the Evo video, yeah, you, know, racing yeah, the Evo, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I think that it kind of clicked and it was like, well, people want this stuff, yeah, you know, like people, people would call us and email us and figure out like, hey, like I want to put key K-Series motor <laughs> yeah. in my car, <laughs> you know. And it was kind of right around then where it was like, look if we're ever going to be a business that makes money like real money, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. You have to be creative and you have to make your own stuff. Um, and so we kind of slowly shifted away from, you know, just doing general mechanic installs and shit, engine swaps and stuff to focusing on how to make parts for these cars. Yeah. Um, and that was it, dude. Hell yeah, man. I'm, uh, you
0: guys were really at the forefront with this k-series stuff and i definitely want to dive into that but yeah. we're, we're going to take a quick break okay. right now for our sponsors guys and we'll be back in one minute and that was star shopping by the late great little peep here live on dtwd radio now let's check in with frizzle in the eye in the sky Thanks, Tim. It's a smoky afternoon here in the 805. If you guys are making your commute on the 101, I suggest you don't. It's bumper to bumper, north and south, and all exits are blocked. Now this November 29th is Bolt Friday at (laughs) DownStory.com. Get all your favorite nuts and bolts for a discounted price once you use code Friday 19 Once again, November 29th, use code Friday 19 to save ridiculous amounts of money. Back to you, Tim. Thank you for that update, Big Frizzle. And we want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Downstar. And make sure you guys are ready for the Bolt Friday sale. This November 29th. And now, back to the hit. So, you guys finally got the idea that if you're going to turn this into a real business, that you got to uh, make a jump. And, yeah. Um, so, what was the first thing that you guys started to offer? And how, and how did you market it?
1: Uh, the first products we sold were uh, engine mounts. Okay. And conversion harnesses. Gotcha. Those were the first two products. Uh, I remember specifically packaging the first harnesses to ship out to customers. And uh, the first mount kits, we didn't make. We actually bought from someone that had them made. Okay. Um, but it turns out they were really shitty. Were they steel? Yes. Gotcha. And they used like off-road bushings, like poly bushings from like an off-road truck somehow. Yeah um they were just really they were all handmade by some guy and like no he didn't use jigs for anything so like mm, they weren't consistent (laughs) you know like it was just but i mean dude at the time we're like fuck yeah like let's you know this is awesome yeah um yeah didn't it didn't i mean i don't know i guess some people used them yeah i don't know
0: so that, and then the uh, the harnesses were those the harnesses that you were making. Oh yeah. So when you're packing up this first order, what's going on in your mind?
1: Like, could you even believe it? <laughs> no, dude. It, well, it was at the time. It was just like it wasn't a thing. I didn't know how significant it was. You yeah. know, like I didn't know. I didn't realize that that the you know those activities at the time were going to lead where we are today, (laughs) you know, like it was just like, okay, well like, I guess I got to put this in this plastic bag and you know, like you'd go drop it off at FedEx, you know, that's just, it's so kind of surreal thinking about it now. um, When you just think about all the things that have gone on through the years and how stuff has evolved. It's like 15 years later, 15, 16 years later. It's been a long time. That's wild. It's been a long time, dude. Yeah. I mean, I've grown old. Yeah. My my, my beard's <laughs> turning gray, man. You know? From a kid. Yeah. De- yeah, definitely.
0: It's wild, man. Yeah. So... So you guys started selling the mounts. Uh, how many do you think you went through before you guys ended up hooking up with Innovative?
1: Yes. So that, that was a... Uh, we made mounts ourselves. Okay. So... Uh, after, I don't know. We, we only got a handful of those Mount kits from, uh, the guy that was making them. And then, you know, I, I don't know the, the personal dealings with it. I wasn't gotcha, involved. Gotcha, it was the gotcha. other guys, but you know, I, it, it, the deal didn't, the deal didn't work out, you know, the deal, it wasn't right. And it was kind of shady. I don't know. It was, it's a long story, I guess. One that I'm probably not qualified to tell. No but, worries. Um, the decision was made to make them ourselves. Okay. So, you know, we took the mounts that we had, and uh, you know, the guy, will or the guys had a, a local uh, architect or you know engineer you, or somebody you, that got you, got you. you know that could make blueprints. And so he made you know blueprints of the actual parts, and um, literally a, a fucking blueprint, like a hand drawn blueprint. We've got it framed in our front office. Oh, sick. Uh, <laughs> um. But, you know, we, none of it was on computers, mm-hmm. you know, or this, the way this guy worked at the time, you know, he, he wasn't doing computer stuff. So, uh, he made everything by hand and, uh, he made, he, he, he helped us make our own mounts. So one of the biggest investments for us initially was when we decided to say like, cool, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be a manufacturing company where we're, we're going to make our own stuff. Yeah, We're going to design our own stuff. Um, we bought a CNC machine, and so, you know, we stuffed the CNC machine into our tiny, you know, one bay garage, you know, place, um, and started machining billet engine mounts. You know, um, yeah, we made, I mean, we made a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we made we machined them for a a good, you know, couple of years. Um, and then it got to, just to the point where you hit a, you hit the wall. Yeah, right. You can't make enough. Um and the the people that you have in there, you know, working and doing the stuff has got to be the right people. Yeah. And when you don't have the right people, you learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. So we, you know, I think we they wasted a lot of money. You know, figuring that shit out. Got gotcha. you. Um, and it was randomly. Uh, it came. It was. It was. It was years, man. It was probably four or five years into it before we hooked up with Innovative and gotcha. started working with Innovative. And that was kind of one of the things where Will, you know, just being the guy, he, he's always looking for solutions, mm-hmm. right? He's always looking for answers and always looking for, you know, the next thing, right? Like if he opens the door and it's closed or, you know, it's it's, it's a, a dead end, he's going to the next door. You know what I'm saying? And he's, he's one of the guys, one of the only people I know that has just an innate ability to throw anything at the wall and see what sticks, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it just, it doesn't matter. He'll come into my office, he, literally to this day, he'll do it, and he'll come in with just the most random shit, and I'm like, what? <laughs> he's, he's like, what do you think about this? I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> really? You think so? Like, yeah, I'm telling you, no, we're not gonna do that. And he's like, all right, all right, cool, and he'll just like walk out and go, you know, do his own thing. Yeah, But, you know, sometimes, you know, he's got really good ideas, and, you know, uh, credit where credits due. It's that it's it's his ability to do that is what has got us to where we are yeah. today. You know, um, and you know going back to the mount thing, you know he reached out to to Hasport years ago and said, hey, uh, we've got our own brand. You know, we had our own brand, we made our own mounts. One of the things that we learned early on is that people really liked our name and our brand, and they were willing to pay for it, and they didn't want anything else. Um, so we said, you know, we want to sell your mounts. Can you put our logos on them? Yeah. And for them, that was a hard no. Gotcha. Um, which I can understand. Yeah, yeah Right. Yeah. You know, and and, and, um, and so that's kind of where our paths strayed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, randomly, Will, you know, being the guy he is, rang up Innovative and talked with the guys over there and said, uh, we want to make engine mounts. But we want to put our logos on them. Will you do it? And they said, sure. You know now, did you guys approach them as like a private label
0: thing, or was it more of like, yo, we we want our name on it, but it's going to be known that it comes from
1: innovative? Yeah, it, it was always a, th- it was never look, we, uh, or at least me, I've never, you know, given anybody the impression that it's our own work, yeah. right? It's one of those things where since day one, the mounts have always had innovative mounts logos on them. Yeah. I mean, the stickers were always on the box, you know, it's like, it's one of those things that it, it always comes from them. Um, arguably that's bad, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's good that we were uh, able to do that sort of thing, but you know, at that time, the engine mounts and stuff were not really our focus. It was more just an offering. Yeah. Right. It was, a, it was a way for us to offer these parts to our customers and have a solution for them without sending them away and not getting their money. Gotcha, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, definitely. If, if they're here talking to us, then we want to try to sell them as much stuff as we can. Um, cause it's easier for them because if we sell it, we know what it is. We can support it. We can help them. Um, and the more things that people buy, the more money we make. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's self-serving, but it, it, it's one of those things where it's good for our customers. Um, if we weren't able to get engine mounts with our logos on them, probably wouldn't have been a big deal. We yeah. probably just would have said, "Cool, we're just going to sell these mounts." Yeah, because at the end of the day, our goal was never to get in the mount game, mm-hmm. right? We didn't really have any interest in making engine mounts. When we were forced to make them ourselves, no one else made them, mm-hmm. you know. And and by the time we were so heavily invested in machining them and making them ourselves, you know, Hasport comes out with their mount kits, you know, all this stuff, and it's just it was a turning point, I think in the market at the time when Brian released his kit and it, it was different than ours, gotcha. you know, cause yeah. our kit was made, you know, sp- was specifically for like a certain header and, you know, a certain setup and they were really rare. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we sold a lot of them, but we didn't sell as many as Hasport did. Right. And so when their are kit came out it was the kit that everybody used and so people could install these motors and other people could make stuff for them and then you saw the the more header options you know out there and you saw all these you know different options and eventually the prices and stuff started dropping right and and, uh, it got to the point where our mount kit you could only use one header and it was like a handmade stainless header, and it was like a thousand bucks. Oh shit! And so, yeah, because you couldn't use like a off-the-shelf swap header, or back in the day it was a DC Sports header. Got you. Um, you couldn't use any of them because they didn't fit, uh-huh. and so it was just the decision was right to not continue to make the mounts just because it was. It was gonna it was gonna be a dying part, right yeah. I mean more people were gonna have access to the other kits that used other stuff and it was just not worth it um, And so yeah and then we just branched off into other things like fuel lines and clutch lines and um, we worked with the drive chef shop mm-hmm. you know to you know measure the axles and to sell solutions for that and um, yeah it was that was really where that was the focus of the of the initial, you know, brand yeah. offering, right? It wasn't until probably 2007. So we had a whole... We had a whole... Uh, we were in Mandeville for a while. Hurricane Katrina came through. Yeah. Um, I was there for that. I stayed at home uh, while trees fell on our house. Uh, and we had no electricity for three weeks. It was pretty insane. Yeah. Um we had some issues at the shop that we were in. They had some trees fall on the building and we rented it. And the landlord was, you know, basically like, yeah, you guys should probably leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was kind of around that time where some of the guys were going off to college and moving to Baton Rouge permanently. And so right around, um, it was kind of shortly after then that we moved to Baton Rouge, uh, into our first shop there and it was kind of it was kind of then when we realized we needed to get serious gotcha um and start doing engine actual in-house engineering you know actual design uh you know outsource manufacturing and things like that it became more serious then um and So let's kind of dive into that, uh,
0: the time when Katrina hit, Uh, can you, can you just walk us through that, like that experience?
1: Yeah. uh, (sighs) Katrina was, was pretty shitty. Yeah. You know? And I mean, we're, we lived in the, I live in the country, right? From, we're from the, I I would consider it the country. It's just, you know, my, my, I lived at home at my parents' house uh, at the time and, uh, they live we li- had a few acres of land you know lots of trees lots of you know open space
0: now when you say country um is this more like swamp land kind of or <laughs> no, no okay no. No, 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 when no. i think of that area that's no. kind of what, what so, i think of
1: yeah no that's funny you say that a lot of people do um no i don't live in the swamp and to be fair i've probably been to the swamp once in my life oh shit it's super south okay like louisian like southern louisiana like by the Gulf of Mexico, it gets swampy and marshy. There are certain parts of it in New Orleans and near surrounding areas where there's swamp and marsh and stuff like that. We live north of that. It's not... Just traditional woodsy I mean, uh, kind Do, of I, do, I, do I sound like I have a country accent? No. Yeah, yeah so... You could be from California. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> from Santa Monica, you there know? You go. <laughs> yeah, the waves are killer today, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh... No, but it's it, it's it's just it's just that part of the you know it's just that part of the area. It's not real country, gotcha. you know. It's I wouldn't say it's. I call it the country. It's yeah. not like the city. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I got you. I, I don't live you. in an apartment, right? Yeah. Or like you know, I don't. If I want to go somewhere, I got to get in a car, and drive, and gotcha. go there. Okay. You know, um, I and I don't have neighbors, right? I'm surrounded by woods on every side. How how far is your nearest neighbor? Oh well, I don't live there now. No, but, but when oh, you uh, did. I mean across the, sh- I mean across the road, you pull out of our driveway and you go across the street, and I mean there's houses. What down about the, left down to right? Mm, when I was growing up, I mean, you probably had acres of land gotcha. and, on all sides. I mean, okay. I mean, I could cut through uh, tra- trails in my four wheeler, bro, for hours. You know, what I'm saying, and just gotcha. rip it up. Okay, uh, cool. Um, but yeah, uh. So you're living in
0: this country area. Yeah, just and I, Katrina's on the way. Yeah,
1: yeah, the storm. Yeah, the storm is coming. I mean, I remember. I mean, I was. It was man. It was a long. It was a long time ago. Um, the I remember the storm coming and seeing it on the news and seeing all the, the hype about it. Uh, and you know, I, I I grew I grew up there. I'm from there. I've been through hurricanes. I've been you know with my parents when we've been out of power. You know what I mean? Like. It, uh, my parents house is elevated so gotcha. it's you know six six or so some odd feet off the ground um, the back part of the property does back up to a creek and you know the, when it rains a lot there's you know lots of stuff going on the water comes up and I mean it will flood into our yard and it gets under the house and stuff like that I mean it's it, I would say that's it's normal gotcha. you know because just because I grew up there it's the only place I ever lived you know it happened every couple of years the water would come up and you know we'd be at the house for a couple of days and then we'd go away and that would kind of be mm-hmm. it. And so um the the storm was coming through and you know everybody was saying like yo this is some serious shit you all should probably get out of there you know uh it was a pretty big deal. Uh from you know what I can remember um what year was this? Katrina hit August, uh, 2005. Okay. Okay. And, um, yeah. And, you know, we did, I remember the morning my mom packed her stuff and cause I had a little sister, she was a baby. She was, you know, probably six months old or whatever. And, uh, my mom was like, you know, look, if the storm's coming, if it's going to be as bad as everybody says it's going to be, I'm not going to stay here, you know, with with the baby. Uh, so she took her and, you know, uh, some other friends, and they went north. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, a house in northern Louisiana that they went to stay at. Um, and so I stayed there with my dad, and and we were just like, fuck. Just you and your dad? Yeah, just two of us, and we were like, we were going to ride this out. I had no idea what was coming. I had no Idea it was going to be as bad as it was, um, you know. Again, we had been through it before, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like, well, we we've, we've done it, mm-hmm. you know. What I'm saying it's whatever, you know. It, it'll suck for a little while, and then it'll get better. Um, the storm came. Uh, it was nighttime when I think the worst part of it came, when it hit us. And I remember I slept in the living room of my house on the sofa, and uh, the the back part of my uh, parents' house uh, has like glass French doors and the wind uh, was was pushing the doors inward. It was blowing so hard it pushed the doors in and it bent like the hinges backwards on the door. Oh shit. And uh, the wind and shit was coming in through the door and I was like, fuck. Like this, like it was the most intense shit I've ever you know, kind of been through like that at the time and I was like, man, this is pretty serious. Um, And the power went out. Uh, So, yeah, we lost electricity probably right, you know, a couple of hours into the storm. Uh, Stayed, you know, we just stayed in the living room when the sun, you know, came. When when the sun started to come up, the wind was still getting really, really, really bad. And uh, it, you know, when the storm moves through, the wind changes directions, right? Because you're getting a different part of the storm. And I think that morning is when the wind hit. And uh it started blowing trees down. So I mean we have, you know, hundred foot tall pine trees oh, shit. Uh, all over the you know, all over the yard, yeah. all over the property. And so it was started snapping them in half. Um it's just they would lean over so big they would just break in the yeah, middle, yeah, you yeah. know, the tops would fall down. Um Yeah, we were just hanging out in the living room and one snapped that was, you know, kind of right in the backyard, it landed on the top of the house. <laughs> I remember sitting on the sofa. And the whole fucking house shook, and everything in the pantries, like all of our kitchen just shot out of the pantries onto the floor. I was like, fuck. Like. Is that why you guys weren't upstairs? Well, it's just, we don't have upstairs. Okay, gotcha, a got one-story okay. house, right? And, uh yeah, dude, all the shit, all pots and shit, all the food just came flying out the <laughs> cabinets, and we're like, fuck, like, this is serious, you know, like, this is, this is a big deal. Um... The yeah, I mean, and then it was just pretty much that was it. You know, it was just silence, right? No power, you know, and you could just hear like pow, like in the in the woods. Like you just hear trees snapping, just pow, pow, just hitting them the ground. Whoa. It just just hours of that, right? Hours of that. And so, um luckily the trees, so there was there's like one that fell in the back patio area and kind of broke some shit. Some fell over our fence. One snapped uh, and it fell on the kind of like corner of the house uh-huh. and it hit like the peak of the roof. It, it like the top of it fell down and slid down the side of the house and pulled all the power, oh. like the power box yeah, and yeah, everything yeah, off yeah, the yeah, side yeah. of the house. It ripped all that shit off, landed on our air conditioning unit. Like, dude, it broke a bunch of shit. And I remember like when it was over when like the winds kind of died down but it was still rainy um we went outside and it was just like holy shit nothing but, like you couldn't smell anything but pine it's just like pine that's all you could smell because they broke yeah it's just there were so many trees broken in half it's like the whole just the whole air the all you could smell was pine i'll never forget that and um yeah dude that was it couldn't go anywhere. We walked out to the street and like the highway to get to our, down to our driveway. It was just trees. I mean, it was just covered in trees. Like you couldn't do anything. You couldn't go anywhere. Uh, there's no way to get out. So, you know, we fired the chainsaws up, dude. And we had to cut, uh, we cut the tree off the side of the house, you know, that probably that day, that evening, yeah. you know, um, when we could get up there, cut it all off. So it wasn't resting on the house. You know, we left all the other ones alone because um, they they were just falling on shit. Uh, then we got into the truck, drove out of the onto the road, and just started cutting trees, bro. Just moving out, so, yeah, out of the dude, way. dude, just cutting them and pulling them with the truck, moving them out the way. Um, yeah, I mean, we got – dude, we were out there cutting trees and limbs for hours. And uh, we, we cut through one of them, and through the trees, you could see the fire department was on the other end and they had a group of guys and so we fucking just met in the middle uh, clearing the road uh-huh. and you know they they were you know they came on through and they just kept going down the road clearing the roads <coughs> and um yeah dude that so was it
0: what are your thoughts <laughs> at this time like how, how was how was your dad was he Have, keeping it, it calm or yeah
1: i mean look it's just one of those things you just you got to do what you got to do sometimes yeah. you know you just put your head down and you do it and I think for me, the, the biggest, uh, the, the, the most stressful thing, you know, that I can remember at the time was you had no phone. None of the phones worked. Yeah. You had no electricity. You had no way of communicating with anyone. I had no idea where, you know, what, where my mom was, you know, where my girlfriend was, uh, where my friends were, you know, you just, you couldn't, you couldn't communicate with anyone. You know, the only thing that you, the only thing we had was the radio in the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. And so we would sit in the truck with, you know, and let it run and uh listen to the radio, you know, and you hear the news reports about what was going on in new Orleans and the fucking levees breaking and flooding and, you know, all this and that you, you hear all this shit. I'm just like, there's no way. Like, this is, this is crazy. Um, Yeah, dude, it was, I mean, it was days. I mean, we sat there for days. Uh, Thankfully, you know, we had a generator that we could run. And so, like, we ran, um, our house had two air conditioning units. So, like, we could run the AC for, like, two hours. And then we would have to turn it off. So it was hot? Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, it was super hot. And um, we had, uh, we could run the water pump because, like, i mean they're on the country but we had they had their own water well uh-huh so like you know you just turn the faucet on and like as long as the water pump outside had power you could use the water gotcha um it wasn't hot but mm-hmm. i mean you could fill pots and shit up with i mean it was just you know we did we we raid we we did that every day for probably four i don't know three or four days just literally cutting trees picking mm-hmm. up shit you know trying to get stuff together and um you know then we needed gas yeah we're like cool we we need to go get gas for this generator by that time um most of the roads were open you know people had cut their way through to get out and we end up getting the truck getting into the, the pickup truck and driving north um and i don't even know where we were i don't even i don't even know but it was in the middle of nowhere literally in the middle of nowhere like somewhat central louisiana uh we just had to drive until there was electricity. You know, mm-hmm. it was like one of those things like we're just going to drive North, like Northwest. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, you know, any place we can find gas, we're going to go, we're going to stop and fill our gas cans up. And I remember stopping, we stopped at a hardware store in Mississippi, like probably like south Southwest Mississippi somewhere. And uh, I'm sitting in the parking lot in the, in, in the truck. And my dad was inside and my sister and my brother in law walked out of the hardware store. I had no idea that they were there. I oh, Had sure. no idea, and like we randomly ran into each other, and we're like, "What? The, like, what's going on?" Um, she was already older and moved out, or yeah, my old yeah yeah. So I have an older sister. She's a few, uh, four years older than I got am. Got you. Okay. And um, they were. I don't know when she got married. Yeah, but yeah Her yeah. and her boyfriend they had been together in high school. They're you know married or whatever but they were together and they were staying at his family's like hunting camp somewhere out there right and we just randomly ran into them at this time dude it was like the fucking weirdest shit ever so we got what we needed and we got gas and we went home and um got in touch with I don't know my mom somehow uh went over to my grandma's house that they didn't live that far away from me and my uncles and stuff were over there hanging out Um, my cousins, my older cousins were, were in town and, uh, dude, after just being in the fucking wilderness with no electricity and no nothing for like a week, I was like losing it. It was, (laughs) it was like, dude, it was cause it's like, even still the phones didn't work, you know, like you literally couldn't pick up the phone and call anybody. You had no, you know, you couldn't watch the news, you know, you didn't know anything that was going on. It was literally just wake up, clean up. Yeah. You know, like, wake up and start, you know, w- get to work. Rebuild. Right, and it was just, it 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 wore me down pretty hardcore. Uh, And so I went to over to, I made my, I made my way to my grandma's house where my uncles and my cousins were, and, um, you know, I, I spent some time with them, and uh, one of them was, they were going to Baton Rouge, to uh, Lafayette, to mm-hmm. get uh, supplies. They were, like, had a truck with a big, you know, a uh, gas drum in the back of it. They were going to fill up fuel and, and they were like, yo, you want to go? You want to come? I'm like, yes, yes. I definitely Just get me out of I here. definitely want to do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anything that doesn't involve me, you know, cutting trees, I want to do, you know, yeah. don't care. <laughs> uh, dude, I mean, it was bad. Like I would literally, I would get up and like, I would go and sit in my Civic in the driveway and listen to music in the middle of the night, in yeah. the pitch black, because it's like the only thing you know, it's all you, it's all you could do. Um, so you know, I went out to there with them, and we bought, you know, dr- they bought more drums, and we filled them up with fuel and stuff like that, and um, you know, just listening to the news, you know, when the the mayor of New Orleans was on the radio, you know, cussing at everybody, you know, listen, I listened to that shit live. Like, what do you mean? Well, he was just, you know you know the mayor and the people didn't think that you know the government when the state was doing everything that they could yeah. to help everybody and you know they were pissed off and frustrated and at this point you know days in they're still you know people stranded in their homes and um you could we listened to the radio uh at night and it was like the radio local talk shows and they would have people that would call in and they would be like, I'm stuck in my roof. Like, this is my, and they would just give out their addresses over the radio. And be like, I've got three people in here, we're, in, we're stuck in our roof, we can't get out, the water's coming up, you know, like, and, and there's nothing that you could do, you know, there's nothing that the radio hosts could do. They were just, you know, jotting their addresses down and trying to give it to the emergency workers, right? And Oh, my God. um, Yeah, dude, it was all night, all night. Just people call- calling in saying that they were trapped and that, you know, that they needed help. And it was heartbreaking, dude. It's tough, you know, it's tough as an adult thinking about that yeah. stuff now. You know, like back then, the gravity of it didn't really hit, you know, because you, 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 you're, you're involved in your own stuff and, you know, you don't you, – it's different now mm-hmm. you know as an adult thinking about that kind of stuff is it's tough um a lot of people lost a lot of you know everything you know and and they never got it back you know a lot of people never recovered people moved away never came home people lost family and never saw them again i mean it's, it's sad it's really sad shit and um i'm thankful that we made it out relatively easy compared to some of those people you know what i'm saying and I can't imagine going going through that and l- literally losing family and stuff. is It's insane. Is there still it. areas right now that are not rebuilt? Uh, I mean, it's been a long time. It'll be almost ten years. Well, no, it's been ten years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been, yeah, Jeez. fourteen. Yeah. Um. There are there are areas of of New Orleans that never recovered. Um, that people just wrote off yeah um like new orleans east like the big theme park you know jazz land was six flags i mean that shit went underwater everything broke and they never did anything with it it's still left abandoned to this day wow um yeah i mean it, that whole area i mean dude it was severely damaged underwater and it just never nothing ever happened you know it, if you go down there now it's just like vacant land you know it's, there's just nothing there um now after that happened
0: yep. say like the last 6 months to a year after it happened what what was the uh the energy like in that area what were the thoughts how did people feel about what happened yeah. FEMA
1: the government um it's you know my my experience with it's probably going to be a lot different than others especially You know, we weren't in New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but I think the community overall was pretty resilient and, you know, getting back to normal and wanting, wanting to kind of get things back to normal. It, it's weird. It's weird being in the position to see, um, your everyday life change. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, uh you know wake up one day and you know you always pass that store right you've been going to that store since you were a boy right like you whenever you know you were growing up you would always do that and then after the storm that that didn't happen right the place was closed or was abandoned or you know whatever destroyed or whatever and things changed and i remember you know going through the the town that i lived in and just being like fuck like there's so much stuff that's going to be different from from now on you know and that happened in new orleans yeah the city was never the same. And, you know, I grew up visiting New Orleans. You know, I never, never lived there, but I would always go there with my family. You know, we went to the zoo, the aquarium, to, you know, downtown, to Mardi Gras. You know, Yeah. We, we did all the things. You know, I consider New Orleans like my, home, the home, my hometown, yeah. you know. Um, that's where my dad was born, and we have family that live there. And so it's always been a close place. Uh, and it was just, it's never been the same in a bad way, I think, but in a good way, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, New Orleans is a lot nicer now than it was 15 years ago. That's for yeah. sure. <clears throat> um, but people were, people struggled, dude. You yeah. know, I mean, it was tough. And it, it took a while. I mean, we stayed at the house for 20, it was 24 days without electricity until the power came back on. And I remember the day the power came on, it was like... what you know you're just like sitting in the in the living room you know like doing nothing i had by this time like we had family that had come over and people that didn't have a place to live people that were from new orleans that were friends of you know my parents you know they had come to our house and they were living with us and um yeah i was outside i don't even know what i was doing outside but i i remember hearing um like the air conditioner kick on and it was just like and i was just like well the generator's not running no we have electricity it was like dude it was like you know you could see the power like the power people down the street and like you knew they were coming you know it's like <laughs> they're coming we see the trucks you know like <laughs> they're coming and dude it's just it's like this shit like that that you don't think of uh it, it just it changes you you yeah. know and, and katrina was was a big uh, was a big eye opener for me. I think as an adult, you know, just to take life seriously and stop fucking around. Um, And you know, it and it it did. um, Afterwards, I worked with my dad for a while. the The hybrid was in a weird transitional period of moving and the shop being damaged. And um, Will and the other guys that were running it moved to Florida for a temporary period of time and were running the website and the business on. Uh, out of Florida, Mm -hmm. out of a, uh, condo and stuff like that. And, you know, I just took a, I took a break for a couple of months and, and worked with my dad and, um, did disaster relief, you know? And he did, uh, we did like the tarping on the roofs, like blue roof tarps Mm -hmm. and stuff. Cause I mean, a lot of places where we lived didn't necessarily get water damage. It was the wind that Mm -hmm. destroyed a lot of stuff. Uh, versus like you know when you go further south in new orleans they got wind and water which is even worse right yeah. um but yeah we, we did we did disaster relief uh you know he had crews um you know uh, working for femA and doing doing stuff like that and you know it, that was a really significant turning point for me personally because I made a lot of money mm-hmm. doing that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if it's one thing, the government uh, is, isn't is stingy. Yeah. Right? And, and Well, I guess that's not t- entirely true. When I it comes to certain things, stuff. Yeah, when well, it comes to certain things, but, you know, we, we did uh, the, the, the Blue Earth stuff. It, it worked out really good for everybody that did it. You know, the guys that were up on the roofs doing the labor were making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we managed a lot of the crews and, you know we made good money and um it was you know that period of time and i was like 19 or yeah. something like that and worked for a couple of months and made a made a ton of money um life-changing money yeah you know money that gave me the ability to do other things than like struggle right and and uh not let's say struggle but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, You're, I got you. It, it, it gave me the options to you know to move out and yeah. you know to get my own place and uh, build the car that I wanted to build, which you know made it on the cover of a magazine and do all this stuff. And it was all you know early on, um, all because of that, yeah. right? And it kind of all snowballed and kind of all evolved from there. But you know, after that, after uh, I you know I built my ek and you know we started doing that stuff. That was kind of a turning point too. Um Dude, that's wild, man. I appreciate you touching on
0: that because yeah. uh Hurricane Katrina is something that's always had my attention. You know, I, I don't think um, a lot of people really realize the significance of it yeah. being out here. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, if sure. it's not in your backyard, it kind of really doesn't doesn't register in yeah. your mind, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, look, they got storms that come through every year you know what i mean and, and they have s- storms and i think that probably maybe aren't as uh, devastating and long lasting as katrina you know was but there are certainly uh you know things that mother nature will i mean fuck like the fires you know yeah the fires it's kind of the same thing it's just different right um
0: I was talking to to my wife and I said, everybody used to look at California and think like, oh, I'm afraid of earthquakes. It's like, dude, I've never ever been afraid of an earthquake because I've only experienced maybe one or two that Mm -hmm. were anything significant. But now it's like fires. Yeah. This is three years in a row. It's wild. And the first year when it started was the Thomas fire. This road that you're on Uh at nighttime, you could see the flames on the mountains wow you're probably talking maybe three miles to the to the like the foothills of the mountains Jeez. and they were just on fire that's it crazy. was the craziest shit ever yeah that's
1: that's super so, scary so
0: when i wake up today and the car like has ash all over it, it's kind of something normal to me now which is terrible yeah and we've been talking about it um, yeah. me and my dad and i'm just like this doesn't make sense whatever is going on here doesn't make sense for there to be fires all over california (laughs) it's not it's not like there's a fire here and then 10 miles away there's another fire which would make sense you know the air would take the ambers or what have you when you're talking fires 400 miles apart on the same exact afternoon like what the hell is going on i don't know what's going on with this fire stuff but it's right
1: here it's yeah it's wild man I, i i don't my neighbor's house burnt down randomly, hmm. like two months ago. No shit. Yeah, like they don't know what the cause was. Yeah, they they said it was something in the attic. I guess that sparked it. I mean, like my house is three years old, so yeah. it's his. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Something's something was weird, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was a, that's another story. I man. think that's a different podcast. That's <laughs> fucking that shit was i don't know man i've never been near a house fire like that but that shit was wild yeah that was scary shit
0: yeah Um, and then when they had those uh the fire here three years ago i say three years ago because it was literally like five miles away mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. where the damage was started um i had a buddy and i seen on his instagram that he was posting up pictures and i guess it was it looked like it was his home Mm. so uh i texted him, hey do you need any help i went Mm -hmm. over there to help and it, it it was his sister's house and his sister's house was the house where the fire stopped before it got to her house so they were they were turning off the fires of the neighbor's house because it was still smoldering yeah yeah yeah. so i'm over there helping and um then after after we finished that house it took a break i went walking down the block i still have pictures in my phone dude and it's like a war zone i'm in somebody's backyard on their their furniture like mm-hmm, their their mm-hmm, pool furniture mm-hmm. the whole entire house is burnt uh-huh. down and it's so eerie because everything is quiet yep. and all you hear is the smoke detector beep, beep, Dude, beep, and in the front yard yeah. the car's just burnt down
1: yeah. it's it's wild that's, dude. that's that's insane it you know so in the early times uh or right after katrina uh when we Got hooked up with the contracts and stuff mm-hmm. to do the the disaster relief. We were allowed into uh, parts of the city where normally people weren't really, you couldn't really go. Uh, maybe only if you lived there, right? There really yeah. wasn't a high high traffic area, but it was uh, probably a month later after the most of the water had uh, receded and been pumped out of the city. And I'll never forget the smell of the interstate driving I, I mean I don't even know how to explain it it just is like garbage like yeah. just stale I don't know man I, I'll i never forget the way that it smells but it's, it's hard to it's hard to describe it was disgusting but wow. you know you see the areas um, just covered I mean everything's covered in mud I mean cars sitting on top of homes just cars on top of each other cars stacked on top of each other buses stacked on top of cars i mean like (laughs) i've never i've never seen anything like it before uh and it's just that's how it was you know when the water went down i mean like that was it and um you know the the Army or National Guard or whoever, you know, the police, the fire department, the the, the uh, first responders or whatever were uh, searching the homes, you know, they have to go to every home to look in every room to make sure that, you know, there weren't, you know, people in there. Uh, and you could you could tell they would go out onto the front door and they would spray paint uh, with orange paint, you know, X's. And they would it would say, like, you know, how many rooms are in the house, how many uh, how many people were found in the house, you know, whatever, like, and they would spray paint all of that on the door. And you could tell, um, you know, just by looking, like if you were driving down the road in, uh, like one on the streets, right. And you could look at the houses and you could look at the markings and you could tell in what house they had found people just by the writings on the door, you know, and dude, it was fucking, it was, it was wild. You know, and part of my job out there is what I did. I didn't, I didn't get on the roofs and do that sort of stuff. But, I, you know, we surveyed, uh, you know, uh, homes for damage. So, you know, if you had a damaged roof or something, you could submit uh, your address, um, you know, to FEMA or whatever. And then FEMA would send out uh, a, a representative of a contractor and, you know, Ar- Army Corps of Engineers, um, you know, guy to basically verify that the home was damaged and that they needed work and so forth and so forth. So you know, we we would every morning we would get a stack of work orders and we would go out and we would go to these addresses and um, you know, look through the look at the house and, you know, look at the roof and, you know, look you know, look at the damage and you would draw it all out and you'd walk around the house and you'd measure it with the thing and, you know, just draw out where the damage was and that way you would have to submit that and you know the the core of engineers will say like, "Yep, yeah, this is this is legit." You know, like we'll pay you to do this this yeah. this much work, whatever. That's how you got paid. Um, but yeah, we're out there walking around and uh, you know with the stick measuring measuring these houses, and uh, some of the houses that people were in, but some of them they they weren't they weren't living in, but they still wanted their roof repaired, right? Um, just in case like if it started raining again or something, yeah. you know, they didn't want their shit to get wet again. Um so a lot so a lot of the a lot of the homes were not necessarily abandoned, but people weren't living in them but they you know we were still going out there to do work yeah and uh we were in the backyard of this house dude, and we we me and this other guy, his name was Lloyd, which is irrelevant but, mm-hmm. uh we walked around the side and in the backyard against the fence there was a white shirt, and I was like, dude, like I'm not gonna go over there.' but does that look like a body call the police sure enough corner came out there was a guy stuck against the fence in the backyard of one of these houses (coughs) and it wasn't like the guy it wasn't it wasn't them Mm -hmm. that had the work you know that requested the work or whatever it was like the house on the other side of the fence it was you know somebody in the corner over there I was like fuck I you know I can't I can't go over there and fuck you know do this kind of shit and um it's just shit it's like intense, that that you never man. forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just things, and, and, and it's just the scale of it, you know? It's just like every road you go on, every every house, you know? It's not like one is in, uh, in an, you know, it, nothing was spared, you know? And especially when you you go further east towards Mississippi, uh, you know, we did a lot of work out there um, in some of the houses that were still standing, a lot of them weren't a lot of them were just they vanished mm-hmm. um down in the eastern part and it's probably the worst area where the most severe damage was um was like you would go stand by the water uh it was kind of like a, a lake yeah i guess it's the lake it's part of like a side the side of lake pontchartrain is an area gotcha and um You could drive down the road and it was just deserted. It was just like a road, right? Like it was like a road that went to nowhere. There was a, there was a lake and, um, you get out and you stop, get out of the car and walk out, you know, a couple of feet and look down and you'd be standing on tile floor and there would be nothing. It was just, it was somebody's home. And the only thing that was left was the tile floor. You know what I mean? Like it's just, this fucking, it's just. For miles and miles and miles, just nothing, just flat. The only thing that was left from some of these homes that were built over water was the pylons that held the house up. That was it. Everything else was gone. You know, Damn. it's <laughs> it's insane, and and it was just and it went on for miles, man. You know, and it's not like, you know, it's not like a like a couple houses. I mean, it's literally the entire area, uh, and. All of the, all of those homes, you know, everything that was left of them was piled miles away, you know. And then you would have, you know, a 50, 60 foot just mountain of plywood, you know what I mean? Just piled up where all the water pushed it and just pushed it all into an area, right? And you would drive in and it'd be like mountains of just debris, just mountains where the bulldozers would come in and just clear it and it just pile it up. It's insane, man. I mean, it's like shit that you... Uh, yeah, I'll never forget some of that shit, man. It's wild. Dude, that's fucking deep, man. wildest, Yeah, I mean, it's wildest to, to see that kind of stuff. And, and you know, and hope hope to God I never have to see that shit again, you know, or, or that really nobody has to go through that stuff. Because, yeah. I mean, it's... Especially down south, it's kind of the mentality. It's like you're born here, you live here. People are always like, why do you deal with that shit, you know? Why, yeah, do, yeah, why yeah. do you live down there if you know you're going to flood? It's like, dude, it's home yeah fuck it you know like we we is where everybody wants to live is where we like living is where we grew up is where we're from that's it you know you're going to rebuild and that's the mentality i think that everybody's got yeah you know it's like i don't know maybe it's the same If, if your house burns down and you're left with nothing and then you get your shit together and then you rebuild a house in the same exact spot you know like maybe is it smart maybe not but fuck it like yeah you know that's what you're doing
0: so after all of this happened do you think that it um well i'm sure it did leave an impact on you but what yeah. what did it make you think yeah. about uh about life like before mm. it happened and after what are some things that you that you appreciated that maybe you didn't before
1: yeah well i think um it's hard to say cuz I was still young. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was I was still young and I didn't know anything and I was naive and you know, it's like I've grown up a lot since then just just personally yeah. in life, you know, as a as an adult and as a father and stuff and um but I think the the biggest thing was just the you know, you can't take shit for granted. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't um you can't think that you got it yeah. all the time. You know what I'm saying? Cuz you never know. Like you know, just a few years ago, uh, my, my house almost flooded, you know, and I mean, we had crazy rain, and this was 2016, so we were in our house for a little about a year and a half. Uh, you know, uh, brand new house, never thought that we would have any issues like this, you know, it's not in an area that's ever flooded before in history, and um, yeah, I mean, the water was probably I don't know 60 feet away from my house, you know, I mean, it was. Serious serious shit. Uh, We had to leave. You know, I stayed at my wife's aunt's house for a few days. Uh, Hybrid almost flooded. You know, the the streets, the water came up to the front of the building. I mean, it was, we shut down for like a week uh, because of the water. Yeah. And it's like the same thing that was going on in Houston. You know, it's just rain. You know, you get 40 inches of rain in three days. Shit's going down. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah. You know, and it's going to pool up and it's going to flood. Uh, so that's it doesn't happen often and you know they say it's it'll happen once every hundred years but i don't think that's true i think it's gonna happen more and more yeah Uh, but i
0: feel you man dude i really appreciate you sharing that story yeah that's uh that's super deep
1: it's it's (laughs) it's life yeah you know you got all you know everybody's got their own stories um but you know on a lighter note i think uh you know, things have improved in the, in the area, you know, yeah. if there's any, if there's any positive takeaway, I think it, it did a lot of good for the city in terms of, you know, just showing how much people care about, you know, everybody. And, uh, there's a lot of community, uh, yeah. you know, stuff that comes out of it. Although there were a bunch of terrible things that happened, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs>
0: definitely. And that's usually what's highlighted. Yeah. And that's what we see from our end yeah. over here, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. I guess that's the media in general, but. <laughs> yeah, that's another again, story. Again, that's another podcast. Right?
0: <laughs> so let's get back into, into hybrid. So yeah, yeah, uh, sure. the company ends up moving to Baton Rouge.
1: Yeah. And- so so after Katrina and all that stuff, uh, you know, uh, it shook out how it did in uh, 07, 08. Uh, we really got, you know, we got our, our focus, you know, on track. And, and it was uh, the decision to just continue to make products. And by that time, you know, we had a, a, a acquired of, um, you know, kind of a knowledge about what our customers wanted. You know, we had a, a, a working e-commerce website for the first time and, you know, we were we were selling things on the website, which, you know, now you can do it with mm-hmm. a click of a button. But back then, I mean, dude, we've had probably five or six custom built websites with, you know, all kinds of solutions and this and that. I mean, like it wasn't, it was, it was never good enough. And we were always, you know, changing, uh, the layouts and the looks cause it was never, you know, it was never really what we wanted. Um, so that was kind of an evolution. Uh, that was a big part of the business. Um, really getting involved with, uh, forums, you know, and, and getting involved with the community, like, uh, you know, our customers and potential customers and, you know, just asking the right questions and doing the right things for the business had a really positive impact. Uh, and then, you know, we knew we needed to make new stuff, Mm -hmm. right. We needed to make, uh, you know, other parts that were going to help customers do these swaps, you know, make these case swaps better and stuff like that. Um, and that's when we got into like making shifters, making cables and, you know, fuel systems and designing our own regulators, and you know all of the proprietary stuff that we sell now. Yeah, um, is is kind of you know when that stuff started. So as far as uh, K series
0: goes, say like for um, EGDC EK, how far are you guys, if not there, to being a hundred percent the supplier for everything
1: needed to do a K swap? Uh I mean. We've pretty much had the same packages for like literally the last 10 years, you know, 10, 12 years, yeah. something like that. Uh, I mean, we make everything, we can supply everything, but engine mounts, headers, and axles, you know, we make everything else, yeah.
0: So, uh, somebody could go to the website and buy Oh, everything oh, that yeah. They need. Oh,
1: yeah, you can, you can buy turnkey for sure, sick, no problem, yeah. yeah. I mean, for uh, CRX, EG, DC2, EK, EM1, um em2 Mm -hmm. you know all those
0: so let's get into the uh to the dell soul because that's (laughs) that's one car that i uh that i really loved yeah um i remember seeing that dell soul i I believe it was in port alliance yep yep and that that car alliance 2009 yeah that that car was something that um I'd never seen before mm-hmm. like that style. That's mm-hmm. my style. I mean, as you can, yeah. <laughs> as yeah. you can tell, yeah. you know, so um, it, yeah. that, that car has always been in my top three um, engine base. Yeah, I yeah. loved it, man. Yeah. And then when we decided to do the heavy in the streets, mm-hmm. that was my inspiration was that car. Yeah. And uh, talk me, talk me into that, how that one came out.
1: Yeah. That, uh, that car was kind of. It was kind of random, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it was one of the things, um, so I took a, a, a hiatus from hybrid around 8 0, yeah 0-ish, mm-hmm. 08, 09, uh, went back to school for a while and, you know, decided that I was going to try something new, um, but then I said, fuck it, then, yeah. you know, like, and, and then ended up coming back and, uh, and so when I came back, one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to build a car, um, to bring to a show. I wanted to build a demo car. Um, and you know, we'll said, cool, like, let's do it. And so I started looking around and you know that all the, I would say all of them, but most of the cars where we live suck. Yeah. They're, they're all, you know, junk clapped out mm-hmm. fucking, you know, nothings. And, uh, I picked up this Del Sol for super cheap, I mean I don't know, fuck, probably a couple hundred bucks i don't even really remember um it had some issues it had been wrecked before but um the dude said that he had fixed it and you know all this and stuff i was like well cool i don't care about any of that because i'm gonna fix it anyway um we got the car a guy from florida reached out said that he wanted to paint it for us um so we he came and picked the car up in a trailer and painted it gray and i you know i had the wheels and stuff on it and you know, in hindsight, I'm not going to judge my past, uh, selection of wheels and tires (laughs) on that car. Uh, you know, it just, it is what it is. It It was like a thing at the time, right? It was, or it was like one of the things that I thought was kind of cool at the time, but then turned out I regret it immensely. But, um, you know, we've widened the fenders on it and flared all that. And uh, we bought the JDM front end and put that on it with the one piece headlights and all that stuff and painted it gray. Um, and the idea, f- the idea for the engine bay kind of, kind of came Will and I were sitting around talking and um, I wanted to do something that was kind of like plain on the outside, but you know, really special under the hood. That way you really only got the full effect of the car when the hood was either mm-hmm. off or open. Um, and I had been kind of experience uh, experimenting with like brake, brake line tucks and wire tucks and stuff like that. Like I, when I built this, my civic in 2005, um, I repainted the whole car, painted the inside of it, did everything in the bay, but didn't wire tuck it, didn't relocate the battery or anything, you know, left the brake lines the way they were. And, um, after seeing the stuff that, uh, this is, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'll, no, kind of, I'll get back to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, randomly one day at a car show when I had my orange civic, I met a guy, uh, from Mississippi that had a green civic real similar. And he was also had a K series and it was super, super rare. Cause there were no one else, you know, where I live that had a K series swap car. Like mine was the only one. Um, and his car was really nice. And we parked next to each other randomly at this, like, you know, meet, uh, and he opened his hood and I'm like, damn like this dude don't have no brake lines <laughs> yeah no wires in here like this shit is sick um and uh come to find out he was buddies with chase from chase base gotcha and um and so i'm like oh yeah like i know chase like like you know that's cool like I, i'd never i had known i'd known him but i'd never met him and i'd never seen like any of his cars but i knew who he was and uh he's like yeah like you know he uh, he he was from alabama and you know he did all the work on his car i was like dude this thing is awesome um so i went back to like i drove my car back to the shop and like the next week i had the motor pulled out of it and like all the fenders pulled (laughs) off i was making my own engine harness for it and like you know mounting a braille battery in the back of it and doing all this stuff anyway and so fast forward to the dill soul i was like if we're gonna do it like you know we're gonna do all stainless, uh, you know, brake lines. Everything's tucked. Like no wires. Um, you know, we're gonna hide the fuel lines. We're gonna hide the regulator. Like we're gonna do everything. We're gonna hide everything. Shave everything. Uh, and it'll look like just just a motor, you know. Yeah. And um, so we we ended up doing all that, and and kind of at the same time, we met uh, this artist, uh, a local artist that he's in Baton Rouge, and he does. Uh, I don't want to call him a graffiti artist because I think that doesn't do him justice. You know, like he's a really talented painter. He does, you know, uh, you know, he does logos for buildings and does artwork for art shows. And he, you know, he does his own thing, but this dude is mad crazy with a brush, paintbrush and, uh, and spray cans and stuff. So, um, (laughs) I don't know he worked at like a sneaker store or something and like you know sold shoes or something or skateboards or something like that and uh I got linked up with him from through a friend of a friend or whatever and so he came to the shop one day and I'm like look man like I've got all these sketches like I want you know I want to do the engine bay this this way and like you know I think I want to do this like with these colors and this and that and he was like okay cool and I'm like cool like if you want to work something up like you draw it and and, and send it to me like I'll check it out and He's like, yeah, like whatever you have is cool, you know, like w- w- whatever. Like he was so like chill about it. I was like, okay, like all right, man. And so the car came back uh, from from getting painted, and the, everything was the whole car was painted, but the engine bay it was still prime. Yeah. And so um, we spent we had four days, three days to put the car together to get it to Import Alliance from mm-hmm. when it showed up as a bare shell. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> just just with paint. I mean, literally, like no carpet, no yeah. seats, no suspension. The engine bay wasn't painted. Yeah, the motor wasn't like nothing. Uh, and so we we stayed up for three days. And uh, Mark is is the guy names. Uh, shout out to Mark Fresh. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Hell yeah. He's uh, no, he's super cool. Um, but dude, he just he went to town. You yeah. know, like he was he was just like cool, what colors do you want? I'm like, yeah, that color looks cool. And he would, like, put some on. He'd be like, what do you think about this color? I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And he just, dude, got hella creative with it and just went went with it, you know. And um, the, only, the only thing I wanted was, like, I wanted our logos, like, on the front. And, like, you know, I wanted our uh, – originally he had our name. Uh, and he did it all with a paintbrush. He, like, literally, you know, painted all of it on with a paintbrush uh like all over the firewall and i was like "Mm," i was like that don't that don't look right i was like do it again so he's like all right so you fucking just i'm thinking like cool he's got a sandal of dude just spray paint it all over it and start it again like just fucking wipe the canvas (laughs) clean you know yeah and um yeah (laughs) it was not it was not really what i was used to i mean he was like filling cups full of paint and slinging paint on it and like spraying it and letting it run and he was like wiping it with his hands and shit. I was like (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, "Uh," you know and and it was, I I don't know but in the end he didn't really matter what we like, you know, I gave him like kind of the pointers as to like kind of what I wanted on it and then he just took it and he did everything you know and like there was a the monkey on the shock tower was like part of the eyeball of like the of a monkey and there's like a boom box in there with i don't know just like random stuff that's just his style you know yeah was just that was just what he what he liked um and then we cleared it that night let it dry and then the next morning we put the motor in it and wow put it all together and then uh the we needed to be in nashville for like I don't know, noon or something. We mm-hmm. had to be there no later than noon. And so we ended up pushing it, pushing it on the trailer, like that morning as the sun came up, you know, mm-hmm. and I slept in the back of the truck for the whole entire way to Nashville, you know, yeah. cause I had been up uh, working on the car for the last three days. Um, yeah. And, and that was it. I mean, and the, the motor, as far as the motor goes, like um, we got a set of Kinsler ITBs. Uh, I had the, 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 Ram tubes or the horns and the valve cover, um, powder coated like a mirror because no one, no one would do Chrome where yeah. we where we are. So the closest thing I could get was like a Chrome ish powder coat. And, um, yeah. I
2: what mean, was
1: the reception like when you guys took the car out? Oh, you. I think ever, I mean, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people, I mean, put it this way, that car alone, uh, started a lot of relationships that I have to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim yeah you know you yeah know Tim. Tim um I met Tim from that car because we it was it was in the booth and he rolled up on his scooter with his camera and started taking pictures of it yeah and I'm like this dude's got a badass camera like and I was like hey man like here here's my card uh if email me these pictures you know like if you have any pictures if they come out good like email them to me yeah and he did he went home and emailed them to me and uh we started talking on instant messenger randomly and then became super good friends Hell and yeah. then we offered him a job and then he moved, moved down and started working for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the Del soul is a cool car. I think in, you know, in hindsight, there's always cars that you're not proud of, uh, in terms of like quality. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, it's like none of every, I'm always trying to be better, right? You try to build cars, you try to build them better uh, make them look nicer. You try to do things differently, improve on the last ones. And I think that the, I think the dull was, it looked really cool in pictures, but it wasn't that great. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that the engine bay. It never was, really ran right. I mean, really? well, well, it was so low. I mean, the, the, in the pictures, like it, it was featured in Honda tuning. Yeah. And, uh, the car was literally on the ground. We pushed it, uh, through the parking lot to, to, Get some of those pictures taken, and the car would get stuck on rocks. Um, (laughs) The oil pan would literally would get stuck on the road. Yeah, Uh, so we would have to raise the suspension up, move it where we wanted it to, and lower it down as low as it would go. And in some of those pictures, the car's literally sitting on the ground. You like, we couldn't move it. Yeah, I just loved it, man. As (laughs) as soon as I seen it, I liked. I I loved it. Yeah, I liked. uh, I think it came out. I think it. I think it came out good and in, in what we uh, wanted, kind of in you know the design and yeah you know, how it was finished. It worked out good. And w- when we w- we were at Import Alliance and like we knew the car needed to be repainted, so we we're like fuck it, just let people sign it. Yeah, you know. And so like two thousand people signed the hood, and you know like uh, thousands of people signed the roof. Yeah, and uh, and then whenever we wanted to get it shot for Honda Tuning, Rogers was like nah, you got to repaint that shit. <laughs> yeah, hell
0: yeah. Shout out to Rogers, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we had to get the car repainted before <laughs> it got shot. But, yeah. When we were uh, building the heavy in the streets, EG, that was <laughs> my inspiration. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny in this community, man. Like, you can't even be inspired from anybody without anybody saying that you're copying them, yeah. right? So, at, right out the gate, I yeah. made, I try to make it as known that that car was my inspiration because i knew that that's what was going to come yeah you know so when when that car came out were you guys getting any uh people messaging you about it saying that this was a copy of the del sol or anything when your car yeah
1: not really i mean honestly i never i didn't really see a whole lot about it um I don't know. From, I, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Nothing stands out to me. Uh, I remember seeing pictures of the engine bay. Um, maybe when the car was done. Yeah. And I think I saw it at uh, Eibach a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when the. I noticed it because the fucking doors were yeah the were Lambo fucking doors flipped up on it and I was like God <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah I mean I, I I I yeah I mean I don't know I noticed it and and I think that like some of the pictures on it either you or somebody was tagging us in it uh, and, yeah you know and, and I mean it's your car it's yeah the fuck you want you no know? it was. It was dope, man. I really liked
0: it. And that car, it always just left a memory in my mind. And then when it came time to do a fun project, you know, because all my other projects never been fun, they were something like, you know, you're trying to achieve perfection, which doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. Um, But shout out to that car, man. What ended up happening to it?
1: Um, We pulled the motor out of it, put the motor in something else. Uh, Car sat for a while just as a shell. Mm -hmm. We sold the seats out of it um sold the wheels i think and just you know just kind of pulled the money out of it and put it into other things that we needed uh and then i don't know some guy on the east coast bought it and apparently turned it into like a fucking drag car or something i don't know it's still around do you know um I, I don't know who owns it i don't know where it is the last time i saw it it had like some kind of like built all motor K series in it with gotcha. slicks on it or something. Oh no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys,
0: anybody listening, if you know where that car is, <laughs> let me know. I'd like yeah. to see what it looks like now. Yeah. I don't know. So fast forward today. Um, yeah. can you tell us a little about hybrid, what you guys got going on and what we could look forward to in the near future? Yeah. Um,
1: it's hard to say cause you know, I think that this past year we've really turned a new leaf um, or really like, yeah, a couple of years ago yeah. now. Um, you know, things were, were difficult for us for a few years. Lots of different reasons, lots of, you know, internal problems, you know, outside problems. Um, but one of the things that we, we kept uh, going was just the passion for everything that we do and uh, the love, you know, that I have for what I do and, uh, you know, when I had opportunities to, to quit and do other things, I said no yeah you know it's like nah I'll just keep doing this. Um, but uh, this year was has been really good for us. amazing, the best year in history Sick. for the company. Yeah. So uh, yeah, growth over the last few years has been uh, just incredible. Uh, super super good. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll keep growing. You know, we'll get bigger next year. We've got a lot of good guys on the team. You know, a lot of, a, uh, lot of really good people in the right seats. You know, just to keep uh, innovating new stuff, yeah. right? And just not doing the same old shit, right? And and yeah, just doing what we want to do. That's really it. You know.
0: So when you say the last two years, I've actually noticed that as well. Um, has there been something that you guys? changed in the last few years to to notice this difference was it uh, a marketing thing or what what do you Um, contribute
1: it to i think yeah it's hard to say because you know i'm there every day Mm -hmm. right yeah I'm, I'm, i'm there every day i've got my head uh you know in the sand working you know, doing something. I'm always there talking to somebody, doing something, setting something up. You know, I'm it's it's getting done. And yeah. you know, that that's what we're doing. I think really the what the I think the biggest change is just having more good people. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And it's 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 like I said earlier, you know, it's always important uh, to have the right people on your side and the right people on your team doing the right things. um, It's more valuable than anything, right? You can have all the money in the world. You'll never do it alone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't do everything by yourself uh, and you'll never be the best at everything. But there are people out there that can do things better than you and you got to get them on board. You know what I'm saying? And and you got to treat people right and, that's it, you know. That's, yeah. That's. If there's anything that I've learned in business over over the over, over the last uh, fifteen years or so is you got to be genuine. Yeah. You know, be be honest and uh, do what you love. Yeah. You know, that's what I do, and you know, I don't go around pissing people off on purpose. You know, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm sure it happens, and I'm sure it's happened before, but uh, yeah. You know, you just. I love what I do, and I like, uh, you know, I like cars, and I like being creative, and I like, um, uh, I, I enjoy meeting new people and sharing the same kind of passion that, that, you know, we share. That's why I was saying earlier, I love talking about cars, because it's, it's what I love. Yeah. You know, I love talking about it. You know, I'd love to talk to anybody about any car. You know, as long as you don't have a Volkswagen, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I, no, but, but really, like, you know, um, yeah. Biggest thing uh, in the last couple of years is just having the right team. You know, I think yeah, just having, yeah. having uh, you know, getting getting some of the people out that that didn't fit, mm-hmm. that didn't need to be with us. You know, that, um, you know, that that was made the difference to me. Yeah. You know, well, I've definitely uh,
0: seen a big jump in the last couple of years, man. Yeah. And uh, I like what I'm seeing. You guys are coming out with a lot of cool, new, innovative products and um it's exciting man yeah. if any brand in the community is growing it's good for the entire community
1: yeah yeah and i think the the the, the industry itself has changed you know it's changed uh, it's changing in 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 good and bad ways i yeah. think you know and and uh, i don't want to go down the rabbit hole of talking about the industry. Right? Yeah. Cause it's, I think a bullshit term, you yeah. know, it's, um, but you know, the things that we focus on the K series swaps and things like that. Uh, the reality is, is the motors are getting older. They're getting cheaper. Uh, there are more parts available now than ever before. Um, so, You know, in terms, you know the 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 market as a whole, you're taking a small slice of it. Then you're whittling it down to the people that want to spend money on nice things, and it's not, you know, eBay or Mm -hmm. knockoff shit. Um, You know that piece of the pie is getting even smaller. You know, so um, I think that overall, from what I've seen, there are less really high quality cars coming out there. Yeah. more just run-of-the-mill shit you know um but hey that's why i like coming to california because there's always something different out here you know yeah there's always something nice and new and um well we're gonna see an example of that tomorrow yeah and and you know i've in in you know just like you've been all over the place i've seen you know cars from all over the world right i've been to honda shows Everywhere, yeah, you know, Japan and England and Holland and uh, all parts of the country, you know, and I, I truly believe, uh, just, you know, personally, that the best cars are out here. One hundred percent, and it it just, it's just a different. The guys build cars out here with a different mindset. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's a different kind of like it's a different goal yeah you know and, and i don't think it's like it's not a i don't know i guess maybe it is part of a pissing match to some degree but it's more of like the love yeah you know what i'm saying they do it because they love it they do it because they want to do it um you know not guys building cars with checkbooks you know what, yeah. what i'm saying um but i guess you know arguably you could do that too you know, if you really wanted to, if you had good taste and lots of money, you do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, real enthusiasts can tell; they could tell the yeah, difference. Yeah, well, it's 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 about you know, like for me, you know, you 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 know, see, you know, see somebody's work, you see their project, and you you know, you go up and you talk to them, and it's like the people that are fucking living it are the guys that won't let you leave. You know, they just want to talk to you about every little thing, and I love it. I yeah. love that shit. I love talking to people like that. You know that are into it and they do these things for all these little reasons and they're cool about like doing this and that you know you know the guys that like roll up and they'll park their car and walk away from it right yeah. and then like they don't talk to anybody or they want to hide their shit or like they don't want to tell you what they got or you know who did it or you know they're they you know okay you know whatever that's cool if yeah. that's you know <laughs> yeah, like think, if that's yeah. what you're into you know like cool like build something really nice and just let let people admire it from afar i mm-hmm. guess you know i mean i guess you know but to me it's not like that i like i like to talk about it you know like yeah because um, it's important it's like a craft and a hobby and you know if you're um if you're into it you know then cool you know yeah uh, we can be friends <laughs> like you know if you like yeah. nice hondas then then i'm your buddy you know what i'm saying like hell yeah I, you know we could talk about anything but but yeah no I, you know I, hybrid's good man we're 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 doing a lot of new things, and and you know personally, one of the challenges that that I have had to overcome was just getting out of uh, the things that we were comfortable doing. You know, um, being being where we are is it's an advantage and a disadvantage. You know, yeah, being so far away from here, being far away from like the extreme East Coast mm-hmm. and the North and stuff, and we're sheltered. Yeah, we're we're I mean we're there's nothing, you know, people ask, Oh, like, oh, there must be cool cars like down there. I'm like, not really. I mean, there are nice cars, but they're not Hondas. Yeah. Um, if you want nice Hondas, you got to go to Texas or Florida mm-hmm. or somewhere, you know, they're not, not, they're not many of them in Louisiana. Um, so we're left to ourselves. Yeah. Right. We're, we are, we're, we're left to our, to ourselves to create what we want. Um, and uh, and not have to be you know in the competition with you know this guy and that guy down the road that's yeah, doing this yeah, yeah, and doing yeah, yeah. that you know what I'm saying like we can stay in our own lane and we can focus on the things that we really like to do um, which is good but also not good because it's it's tough to meet people Yeah, you know it's tough to get involved with, with people whenever you live so far away because I mean I've been coming to the west coast for eight years now I think the first time I've ever ever went to LA was like 2010 mm-hmm. you know and uh, it, it was surreal going to the Eibach meets back then uh, when it was still at the box so place sick, you know and, yeah. and you know seeing all the people back then and you know seeing all those cars and it was I had gotten a taste of what really nice car shows were like from Import Alliance mm-hmm. but when I came here I was really just, I felt like I was like, man, these are my people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, I can't, like you come in here and you walk through the show and you see some of these cars. I'm like, damn, like these dudes get it. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people are like, I don't know. I feel like, um, uh, people that, that don't come out here, like and see some of the cars at these shows. They're like, oh, they only look good in pictures and like, well, okay, well, you know, I, I, I've been coming out here and like, <laughs> yeah you can pretty much look anywhere in a lot of these cars and they're perfect. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's shit that you don't see anywhere else, you know?
0: Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that dude, because a lot of people if they hear me say it or anybody
1: else, they just think we're saying it just because this is no. our, our home base, I mean, you know? I, look, maybe I'm biased because the style of the way the cars are built out here, the way that, you know, the part, the parts that they, they put on them. And look, I, <laughs> I have pretty much nothing in common with Japan. I'm like the opposite of a (laughs) Japanese guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just in every way. But like, I feel like deep down, I just have this like weird connection with Japan. You know what I'm saying? And like, it just, uh, I I love the culture, like in the people Mm -hmm. and, you know, the way that they think about things and, you know, I can appreciate all that stuff and, and, It's weird how that translates into like fashion Hondas, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of like what the, what the, I would consider, uh, what some of the car shows are, right? It's just like, it's like fashion. It's like a fashion show. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, you know, nobody's racing, you know, nobody's talking about their, how much power the shit makes. It's like how well these cars are put together. It's like an outfit. You know what I'm saying? Like what kind of shit can you put together? And like you can jam all this stuff together. It's like, no, that shit don't work. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. you need to take that shit off. That's too much. <laughs> or the opposite of that is like, yo, that's the combo. Yeah. You know, like you can put you can put these cars together. They're like Legos, man, you know, and and you can you out here, I think it's the right balance of knowing what parts to put on these cars and knowing how to you know, knowing where to put the details in and knowing how to you know, it's like it's just it's right it just feels right to me you know what i'm saying so i think that's why i always like coming out here that's why i like i mean especially coming to joey's meet every year oh yeah i try to come out every year it's tough you know being away from home yeah and being away you know from life and work um but it is work it's also a passion so i'm thankful that i get to do it but um yeah man I'm, I'm excited I dude like, i'm, like I'm super glad that uh you made it out
0: here today this, yeah. this is an awesome convo you know the over the last however long we've known each other we yeah. yeah. probably had this maybe a, I mean at
1: least 10 was 10 years at least yeah 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 probably it's,
0: had maybe five minute conversation maybe. total yeah but uh, yeah. i i respect what you guys do and i'd love yeah. to see the brand grow and I, i'm appreciate that. i'm glad that you made it here we could have this conversation man. yeah man
1: I, i'm glad you know glad we came out and got to sit down and chat and you
0: know yeah. just talk shit. And we're about to have a good week too. This is going to drop on Monday after Sema, so um I know we already had a good trip. <laughs> and I look forward to see what comes out of that, man.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess Sema is always is always cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if look, if I could pick coming out here and hanging out with the with the guys out here and seeing some of these cars, uh, and have the choice of doing that or going to SEMA, it would uh, definitely come out here. Yeah, because I mean, SEMA is cool, but it's like if you want to see the fucking fifteen hundred Supras, <laughs> you know that, what I'm saying? That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be every year, dude. Yeah. Every year, it's every year. It's always like a car that just like this is too much. Yeah, everywhere. But I know I, I think the the last team I went to was was two years ago, and it yeah. was like. It was like FK8 madness. Yeah. It's like every booth had an FK8 <laughs> in it. Every one of them. So yeah. Whatever. But. So,
0: <laughs> so before we get out of here, can you uh, let everybody know where they could find you at and the business?
1: Yeah. So uh, you can check us out online, hybrid-racing.com. Uh, Facebook, Hybrid Racing. Instagram, at Hybrid Racing. Uh, my Instagram's at hybrid underscore David. So that's me. Gotcha. That's a personal account. I just post pictures of random shit my own cars and my own projects and sometimes family and yeah. other sports and other things but yeah oh yeah david it, I,
0: I appreciate you being here guys if you like this episode make sure you uh show david some love on his instagram it will be listed below or you can give us a, a text or you can leave us a voicemail at the downtime with downstar hotline 818-937-3470 once again guys this is uh downtime with Downstar David. Thank you so much, Thanks, bro. Frank. I really really appreciate yeah, your man. time, man. This is uh episode 113. We out. Peace.